Welcome to the Broken Token Podcast. Brent, is this thing on? It is. It, it, it's kind of surprising because we kind of had to figure it all back out again. Yeah, I, I know. We were plugging uh, headphones into microphone sockets and everything else, and nothing worked for, like, what, a, a solid 32 minutes. It and was, then it's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. We used to run a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything after Arcade Expo came right out, went right... Expo shut down. Uh-huh. Everything went right in the box. Yep. And hadn't been touched since. It hasn't been touched since. Yeah. And it came out in Expo form. Yeah, that, that it did. I, um, I've been over here turning dials and pushing buttons. And I yes. mean, there's been smoke and all kinds of stuff going on. Oh, there, there has been. There has been. And uh, even on the way over here tonight to pick everything Did out. you forget where I lived? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I, I, well, a, a little bit, but not really. Because as soon as I saw the exit, I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, you know, oh. I need to turn here. Uh, I haven't been here in a while. You haven't been here in a while. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. But, but yeah, I was going through the house, you know, getting my microphone carry case and everything, or my travel podcast case, I guess is the best way to say it, you know, the case I use every time we come over here to record. And I popped it open, and there was absolutely nothing in it that I needed. <laughs> and I'm like, how, how does this happen? Oh, that's right. Expo. And then I had to go back through all my totes, and it's like, microphones here. You know, microphone rings there. Okay, pop filter there. You know, We and, used to tear down yeah. like professionals, Whitney. We used and, to, and but, we, it, but it didn't happen this did. past year. No, dude, it was stuff in a bucket and then we ran <laughs> is what it was if you see our show or set up at a show everything is labeled brent or whitney <laughs> just to on the fly quickly figure out what as we're tearing down which side of the table everything goes in on yeah, yeah. so that we can then get you know yeah I, I don't care if whitney ends up with my mics or our because they're our mics yeah yeah but at the end of the day it makes sense to have it Go Bound. back the way we had split yeah. it up, and that everybody's got an equal amount of Correct. everything. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the goal. But it, uh, yeah. things kind of didn't work out this year. <laughs> no, no, it, it didn't. Hey, but I will say this: we had wonderful guests this year. Uh, the organization on on all of the, the the logistics and the tactical items. Yeah, it's a little bit little bit rough, but we were a little rusty. But you know. And that's our logistics. That's, that's not that's no, not a no, reflection no. of the show. No, no it's us. no no yeah. reflection show. That's one hundred percent you and me is what that is. So, you know, getting back into a groove. You know, it, well, hey, it takes a six million dollar man a little bit to warm up. You know, that's I guess that's kind of where we were at. <laughs> Get but, the oil warmed up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and and I know we're going to touch on a little bit why we've been on a an, an unintentional hiatus. Yeah, actually hiatus number two. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent unintentional as well. But yeah, and on on my on my part, I'll go ahead. I've an apology to all the listeners and to. Uh, especially our esteemed guests from uh, from Saturday night at Louisville Arcade Expo. I know we've had some re- pe- well, folks well, have reached and, out. And, and Friday, too. I mean, we, well, the we Friday were, show, yeah, you know, yeah. as of us sitting down now, uh-huh. the Friday show is out. It is published. Yes, it and is. And I still have on the editing desk the Saturday night show. Mm-hmm. And by the time everyone's listening to this, it will have also been published. Oh, there's no doubt. It Unfortunately, will. much later than we had anticipated. M- much later. Yeah. Yes. And 
did not intend for yes yeah i'm just going to say i just repeat what you just said a hundred percent unintentional to be this long but uh it was unavoidable actually yeah and, and so for for everybody listening appreciate your patience with us uh we don't really get on social media and communicate uh and maybe that maybe that's to our fault we don't really communicate why a, a hiatus may happen or really what's going on uh it's it's really more so just about being heads down and getting through what uh what's causing the hiatus and then you come you come out the other side of it and then you're like okay i can catch a breath i can talk about this and and we can pick back up and and go on but but yeah the the, uh i I guess the rumors fears whatever of our demise greatly over exaggerated uh and we we, hate to disappoint a few people we do we're we're sorry for disappointing (laughs) anybody who who was who who had a bet on it that the rumors were true (laughs) yeah exactly yes no 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 brent and i when we finally were able to catch back up we said when are we going to record and and by see by jove we are here, so yep. it's it's good in that in that regard. But so no, by, by wall clock time now, you'll hear this in July. This yeah. is late June. Yep, uh, Expo wrapped in the front of March. Yep. So we've missed a solid probably three months at this point. We, and, we, we and it doesn't seem it doesn't even seem like that. It doesn't even. It, I'm telling you, it doesn't even feel like six weeks to be quite honest yeah, with you I agree. It, it's just everything has been a bit of a blur but but yeah but on my side again thanks everybody for your patience it's all been related to uh to my brother and i working with my mom uh post uh, post losing my dad and you know we've had to we've had to sell uh sell a rather large piece of property completely uh completely get get rid of a lot of farm equipment uh, we've had to pick up my mother and all of her belongings, get her moved, uh, get everything sold, you know, paperwork and all that good stuff done, um, and then get get her a new place to live, get her moved in, you know, and then do all the work there uh, on, on getting that all set up for her. But uh, we're in a much better spot as of today. Uh, everything now is uh, much more manageable, and, and I think we're, um, you know, I'll find some wood to knock on here, but... Uh, or some wood grain to knock on here or something like that. But I think we're in a much better spot now and hopefully coming through the, you know, coming through the end of it. So uh, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the super time taxing items we've, uh, we've got behind us. So um, we should be able, we should be able to get back on a much more regular schedule and hopefully here over the next show or two, we'll, we'll, you know, just be lockstep back into that groove. So bear with us just a little longer, but, but, but we're we're 100 good. So, yeah, Whitney and I, I guess it goes without saying we're we're committed to the show. Oh, 100. Yeah. percent We didn't invest that. We didn't we didn't invest this to get here to just you just don't turn around just you know walk away. Yeah, yeah. Life, life gets in the way, and I know it's uh, um, we. It did. <laughs> yeah. A bit. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. And, and on my side, I'll go and touch on it. When, when we get into some of my personal updates, I'll have uh, uh, some things in here that are not life changing situations. Yeah. And, and I guess it, there's a few things that I've gotten knocked out uh, in, in the bigger picture. Nothing of the level of importance of like what, what you've had to deal with here, Whitney. I have been honestly what would have stoved me up with like show edits and the like. And I, I do. I feel terrible about being later than I wanted to be on on uh, the, the Friday Night Expo show. And 
Well, part of that, though, was on me because once you finished it, it sat with me for a good few weeks. It did. In, in, in all honesty, it really did because I just didn't have the time to do your to uh, do to, the publish to, to, yeah. to do everything that I that I needed to do once you know once the edits are done then there's a whole other cycle that happens after that I just I just didn't have the I didn't have the contiguous time to sit down and do it because somewhere between everything that my brother and I've had to do for my mom you still have you still have jobs still mm-hmm. you still have career you still have family still have yard to mow still you, know, you still have yeah. all the other stuff that's waiting to be done and uh yeah, it's funny because I, I sat down and I started the publish process on it, and and would get pulled away for something. A phone, you know, a call would come in or whatever, and it sat there in my browser and, and on my machine for easily two weeks before I was able to silence everything and just sit down and devote to it and get it done. And that's it's usually not that way, you know. Usually, usually I can I can multitask and get and, and get it done in a in a well, you, you know you had things that you had to f- oh yeah all your attention had to focus y- on yeah yeah I, I had I had deadlines that I could not move that by by legal and otherwise that could not be moved and so you just have to prioritize and unfortunately this had to be you know the friday show just had to be pushed a little further down the can but i I will say this to to mike and to jason and to troy thank you guys uh for being patient because they were they were so they were so excited to hear the show and it it pinged me and said oh when's the show coming out when's the show coming out and uh and i felt so bad you know just saying guys you know we're we'll get it we'll get it but we got it and and guys thank you all for you know for taking the time for making the trip and uh and we we certainly hope it was worth it we loved having you all on so so yeah by the time like i said you hear this you'll have the saturday show i'm uh, personally on my my end of the equation i've had a lot of things with work um i'm I haven't had situations like you've had, Whitney, so I'm very blessed there. But um, it has, I've had kind of a good whammy here the last couple months from a work perspective. Oh, it's it's been the same for yeah. me for, with my work as well, yeah. dude. It, I mean, it, none of that led up through anything else going on. You just have to find a way to yep, make to, it all to happen. Make it happen. Yeah. And then um, post-work, I've had things around the property and, and personal life stuff that have come up that that just took up that soaked up that extra time and yeah. like you said Whitney I think that's that that cycle has has finally got to a point of of breaking yeah I, and I we should be back so. in the swing yeah so. yeah I, I certainly think so well with that Brent we have got uh we've got a host of updates and yeah I, a I, few looked, things have happened in the time uh, we have caught, got kept a few balls rolling oh yeah so. yeah oh for sure for sure there, there's no doubt uh why don't we go through yours first you went, look, okay yeah yeah let's let's do that because. If we don't talk about vans first, <laughs> David Corgan's going to kill us and he'll disown us because we don't we don't prioritize just, talking about vans. I just took my glasses off and I'm, <laughs> I'm literally rubbing my temples here, Whitney, because you're right. Oh I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I, th- if there's someone, you're you're right that I'm right because we're right. If there's someone yeah. I don't want to be on the the bad side of, it's David Corgan. That's exactly right. Because he'll you know what he'll do? He'll hop up in his van and he'll drive up here. He'll drive up. He'll here. drive up here. Yeah. So what Whitney's alluding to here is. Um, uh, a little behind the curtains, the three of us have a, a group chat, and uh, uh, 
we discuss a multitude of things generally arcade related. We, we, you know, a lot of topics come up related to David's show, music city, Multicon. Oh yeah. Um, pop culture stuff comes up, uh, generally things that I don't care about. Uh, I think that's a lot of it is just to test my limits of caring. Yeah. Yeah. Te- test, we test Brent's patience is what we do. So yeah. it's all good natured, but we still test his patience. So as an offshoot of my travel kit, tool handling saga uh-huh. okay yeah yeah um i had i had been on the eye i had my eye out for a, a smaller vehicle for, for for a while uh-huh. so i've got i've got a pickup truck i've got an f-350 great for to- for games great for towing a trailer awesome but uh I, and i've got uh, a, a relatively new pretty nice car mm-hmm. as well yeah but it doesn't lend itself to i want to throw uh several toolboxes in it and cart it around you know cart stuff around and and maybe do some game stuff or or just honestly it kind of doesn't lend itself i love it to death but uh, it was a it was it's it, a, it's it's the sweet ride not not the right not, not the tool ride i kind of i kind of yeah. After a lot of years of having a very reliable and nice car, yeah, um, I I got to the point of I just I, I just wanted I wanted to spoil myself a little bit. Oh, you know, for sure. <laughs> so, we only we only have one trip around, man. So, so yeah, I, I and I, I so I did that. I splurged and spoiled myself a little bit, and I I don't want to. It, I I make a decision to drive it if it's going to rain. Yeah, you know that kind of a thing. Yeah. So uh, uh, I kind of had my eye out for a little truck that I could that just to run around. Hey, I'm going to go get stuff for the chicken coop. I'm going to go and I don't need to take an F-350 uh, or <laughs> especially oh, especially now. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. We're pushing uh, five dollars a gallon on diesel. Yeah. And by the time this comes out, it might be eight fifty. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted I wanted a, a little gas truck that I could just as a runabout. Like I said, go get stuff for the chicken coop. Uh, chicken feed. Oh, there's a game, or uh, I'm gonna take a game and here, hold my chickens. There's yeah, hold my chickens. There's a game. <laughs> there's a game. And, and just honestly, just a just a a, a, ta- a sort of a town car, take yeah. it around town, and yeah. maybe definitely reliable enough that if I wanted to, wanted to drive within my mental radius of like a three hour drive to get something I just had to have. Yeah, I could jump in it and run. Yeah, and I wasn't. And I was thinking about this before diesel went crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yep. Just something something a little easier to maneuver. Yep. Got it. Well, um, I found a van. <laughs> I know. And, I, and I've been shamed now for not having I, I a found, van. So, I found yes. a van. And yeah. What, what made me think of actually kind of considering vans was David. So David has moved games for years with a Dodge Grand Caravan. Uh-huh. And I, I, he showed up at the house and he's bought a game for me. And I'm like... Are you going to fit it? Oh yeah, I got it, the van. It's like it's like a, a Dungeons and Dragons bag of holding. <laughs> there, there's I was going to say Batman's utility yeah. belt is what I was going to say. Yeah, well, the, there's a there's a reference for there's, there's like four listeners are like <laughs> bag yeah. of holding. Oh, they, yeah. they they get that. Yeah, um, it, it was it was just amazing what he could do in this van, <laughs> and, and, and he's just scurrying down the road with it. I uh-huh. mean, I just I, I it was just amazing to me. So. Yeah. I expanded my search. It eventually occurred to me to expand my search. I looked for vans, and I found, of all things, 
Ram, uh-huh. which became an offshoot of Dodge Chrysler several years ago. And that's what they brand their trucks as now is Rams. I, I knew this, but I didn't. I realized it when I bought this thing and then was talking to my insurance agent. And then I started looking and everything I thought of as like a Dodge 1500 was in the latter years, a Ram 1500. Well, in the Ram line, they took the, the Dodge Grand Caravan, the passenger van, stripped all the seating out of, except for the drivers and the passengers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no sound dampening, no carpet, <laughs> nothing. Uh-huh. Put an aluminum deck in the back and a wire cage behind you, and they sold them as work vans. Yeah, yeah. And I found one for a really good price. Um, it it from from the evidence that I took out of it when I took the 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 floor deck out of it to clean it real good, it was looked like it was originally sold to a cable company because I found about 72,000 coax connector ends <laughs> in the bottom of it and bits and pieces of coax and uh. odds and ends that told me, yeah, this was a cable company vehicle. Um, and actually there's a little blue, like where they pulled the wrap or the stripes off of it at some point in time. But it's a, imagine a Dodge Caravan with no side windows or solid filler panels in it. It does have a back window, no seats, nothing, but with an almost 300 horsepower V6 and 12 inch dual piston disc brakes in the front and 12 inch disc brakes in the back. I mean, it runs like you wouldn't believe and it stops on a dime. It's, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. That's awesome. So yeah, I came across this, I checked with Dave and I'm like, yeah, he's he, he was telling me, the truck that he's got now, that's the first time um, he's had a truck. He's done everything. With a van. With a van. Yeah. Oh, Other oh, than when he does the show, he'll go rent a big truck. Yeah. Oh, he's he's high on vans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's he's no like, doubt. He, oh, he, he was... He, oh, yeah, I've had several of them. We've had this many generations. My dad's had this. Many. I was like, wow, I think I hit a chord. <laughs> I got I got to be in this club. Yeah. See, and, and I here I am. I'm just on the outside looking in right now. So I, I don't know. I have to find a van. I my guess. my I group chat is going off, Whitney. Have you or did you just text Dave and tell him we're talking about vans? Yeah, on the show? yeah, yeah. My, my bad. My bad. I, I need to be more present and accounted for here. But but, you know, it's it's when the van talk gets gets some momentum behind it, you know, I, vicariously, I, I actually kind of get excited about learning about so, vans. You know, we're we're talking, you know, Dave and I are in the group chat. Well, I'm out doing this in the van because he's still got a van. Yeah, I'm well, I'm out doing va- uh, uh, van stuff in a van. You know, <laughs> I, I went and got I went and did this took the van <laughs> you know that's, that's the kind of updates you're getting yeah all these van memes yeah and, oh yeah I, I, had, I had breakfast this morning in the van in the van yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I, I sent him my favorite one is uh gosh who's the painter i just went blank um he, he's passed now he did all the pbs shows the joy of pain oh, oh yeah bob ross bob ross yeah. it's bob ross and it's that classic where he's got the easel behind him and he's looking over his shoulder with a big smile and he's holding a brush <laughs> yeah. and it's this sweet 70s van that's on his oh my it's on it's on the canvas it's on the canvas yeah. it's awesome oh yeah uh, so anyway yeah I, I to solve my tool issue I you bought a van I guess I bought a van <laughs> now I've, I've been super happy with it and I guess the reason I'm harping on this is if if you're out there and you're so, so for, first of all, let me let me just preface this. And I've heard this this come out a lot in 
some of the RC car uh, YouTube channels that I listen to. And we've, we've joked about like fuel prices right now. This is a hobby. Yeah. You know, uh, put money where money needs to go. Times, time is rough, you know, and I, I fully uh, uh, understand that. And this was something I was looking at doing before things kind of went crazy. So I had already been planning for this for a while yeah, yep. and I was prepared to do it. And even with the price of vehicles, if you look, you can still find deals. And that's what made me go ahead and pull the trigger on this. The last thing I needed right now uh, in the last few months was to get a van that needed a little attention, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, but the, the deal presented itself. And again, I was preparing for this. I planned for this. And so it was something that I could execute on. Yeah, that's, so. good. that's good. That's good. You noted that parts were available and, oh, and yeah. really inexpensive. So that I mean, that's a I mean, that's a gift in and of itself, right now. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. And to, I, to to kind of circle back before I got a little distracted there, if you're looking if if you're looking for a vehicle to participate in this hobby, how can I move a pinball machine? How can I move an arcade game? Uh, don't discount. A minivan mm-hmm. and even the even the the regular passenger vans the the dodge grand caravan version of this you you have a, a little less cargo space because when all the seats fold down you lose a little of that vertical space but the all the rambling about dave is a perfect example you know you can still fit two full-size arcade games in it you could still fit probably two pinball machines and extra parts in it just fine yeah they're relatively inexpensive for what you get and parts are very inexpensive and they're very plentiful because there's a blue million dodge caravans on the road yeah i mean it's it's like a it's like a ford f-150 250 whatever it's they're just they're some of uh, some of america's favorite vehicles yeah. so there's yeah there's no shortage of parts so yeah, I did. I did have to do a little work on it. I got it what I would call very right. Yeah. And even with parts, and if I wanted to sit down and and write a reasonable uh, dollar down for the labor that I had to put in it, I still got it below uh, because I just looked. I took yeah. my time and I waited. Yeah. And I, this is that's the same mantra that I've said about games. Uh, are there games that I want in my collection? Yeah, there's still a couple games. Mm-hmm. Has there been games that I've wanted that I now own? Absolutely. Yeah. When I decided that it was a game that it, that I wanted, I never really actively sought that game out. I just kept my eye out and I waited. Uh, and, c- case in point here a little later that I'll talk about okay. too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of let it come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went all zen and let it come to me. <laughs> but, you know, in this case, I did have to put a little work in it. There, there's a, a research anything you buy. It's the same story as with arcade games and pinball machines. Understand what you're getting into. It needed a little work. The The motor that's in it is a... Uh, is, the uber common 3.6 liter that that chrysler uses in just an umpteen number of front wheel and rear wheel drive applications but um it had a it had a common issue which was a a a, a, a tick in the valve train which is related to the to rocker arms and the 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 bearings in the uh, the rocker arm pivot wearing out and some of them do it at 
almost no miles and some of them do it at a bunch of miles. And this, this vehicle happened to have a, a 140,000 on it. And looking it over, I was, I was happy with the mileage that was on it, realizing that, um, you know, the last probably year or so of its life, it had been neglected, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was stuff that was easily remedied and uh, relatively inexpensive if I put a little elbow grease in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So when it was all said and done, I ended up popping the valve covers off of it and the the rockers are so inexpensive. And while you're in there, you do the lifters. The lifters are so inexpensive. We're literally talking like three and four and five dollars each. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm I, I'm here. Yeah, one yeah. of them did it. Yeah, so just, just swipe them just all. Just shotgunned them all. Yeah, shot, you know? shotgun it. Yeah, and it, I did ended up. It did end up needing a cam a camshaft. It's got four cams, variable valve timing. Whitney, this thing's getting between twenty one and twenty three miles a gallon. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, now a lot of that I'm running a highway and a little bit here, kind of surface streets, but still, it I, I'm just amazed at it. But yeah, yeah. so. Popped the valve covers off, took care of that. It did need a catalytic converter and O2 sensors. So that was kind of neglect type stuff that I think a little time had caught up with. And honestly, at 140,000 miles, it, it, what it would, it, I felt that it was clean enough and what I could see in the motor through the, through the oil fill cap and yeah. what, what I saw around it and all that. I, I wasn't concerned that it hadn't been maintained, yeah. like oil maintained, you know, where I had a deep engine problem. Yeah. It just was time to do some things to the vehicle. Yep. You know, and while I was in there, because like I said, stuff's so cheap, plugs, uh, air filter, uh, I, I put radiator hoses on it. They were like four or five bucks each from Rock Auto. <laughs> I'm like, why nice. wouldn't I do yeah, this? Exactly. That's nice. Uh, and I, Whitney, I even put a set of motor mounts on it. And because were they bad? Well, when I pulled them off, they weren't. Uh-huh. But I was already had it apart in the building. Yeah. And why would you put them back on? And I didn't really have to take them off, but they were right there. Yeah. And they were so cheap. I just was like. And I was thinking back to, I'd mentioned that I had a car before the car now that it was a good car. It was a reliable car. But when I sold it, it had, I think it was 160,000 on it and around 110 or so it needed motor mounts. Mm -hmm. It was time. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm like, I'm here. Yeah. So I, there was, I I got it, Whitney, I kind of got into the Midas Wells Yeah. and I'm, I'm cruising rock auto. I'm like rock auto. Yeah. And I'm like. I'll just get one of these. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. get one of these. And your list, your list you know, gets yay long. And it does. Yeah. And so it does add up. I mean, if you, if you, it, there's, there's a reason for the term nickel and dime. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I did go a little overboard, but at the end of the day, I know it's got a brand new belt on it. I know it's got a brand new belt tensioner on it. I know it's got brand new radiator hoses on it. I don't have to worry about it. If I wanted to tonight, Whitney, I'd, I could finish recording, go out there, start it up, drive to Nashville and knock on Corgan's door and wake him up. Yeah. And show him your van and show him my van. Yeah. And I would have no problem, yeah. no heartburn, no concern about it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I guess, you know, the point is here, I do a little research, but don't, don't discount vans. I have been, <laughs> I have been thrilled with, I never thought Whitney, 
I would be thrilled to own a minivan. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if if everybody could see your face right now and just hear the jubilation in your voice uh, and see the jubilation coming through, (laughs) then yes, it's, I mean, the love is real, no doubt. So like uh, my niece, Emma, she's been on the show. She graduated high school Mm -hmm. and they had her graduation party. You know, Uncle Brent set her up with arcade games. All of her friends came over, put them in the van. Yeah. Took them to her house, Took right? them to her house. Yeah. Didn't worry if it was going to rain or not. Put them in the van. We're going. Let's go. <laughs> Down the road. Beep, beep. That's uh, funny. It, 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 I had a, um, I had a, my suit, took my Super Mario Brothers because she really liked Super Mario Brothers. And that, that, that was the first game I ever fixed, Whitney. I've talked about it on the show before. Oh, yeah. That, that'll be probably, if I have to liquidate everything. It'd be one of the last ones That would go. be one of the last. That would be, it absolutely has to go. Yeah. And I've had nicer cabinets, and I, I can't get rid of that game. Yeah. Oh, I've no, had I, nicer I understand. Nintendo cabinets. But, oh, yeah. Um, and honestly, the, there's a Rally X upright in my shop behind you right oh, now yeah i love that game and i kind of i kind of messed with you all because as soon as I, I i so i had the van a good friend of mine actually owns a truck and van salvage yard okay and i did need to get the proper spare tire for it okay all right and uh it, i had a spare but it was a it was a takeoff of another vehicle so it was a full-size rim mm-hmm. and i wanted the space saver that went in the little pocket up underneath the body and mm-hmm. the cover that goes with it and all that and, yeah um so i go up to the i get this i go up to the yard <laughs> he knows i'm coming uh-huh hey what's going on and i walk in and right there inside the door is a rally x how, how does this even happen and, man? And, and i know him through uh i know his name's chris i know yeah. chris through games that's how i met chris he's got okay. arcade games oh he does and i looked at him i'm like when did you get the rally x yeah and, and, you and could, can i put it in my van well i didn't have the van because the oh. van was at home i was assessing what i was doing I oh was i see okay and, and so i was up there in the truck mm-hmm. and he's he looked at me and he kind of shook his head <laughs> and you got to you got to keep in mind, this is a big facility. There's a lot of buildings, a lot of spaces, a lot of back rooms. Yeah. He shook his head. And he, Chris has games. Yeah. He said, he's, he kind of looked, shook his head and he grinned. He's like, I forgot I had that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And, but I couldn't fault him because. Oh, no, I know. You know, I know. Listeners of the show will know we've had. We've had a lot of games in and out over the years, and we, you've had an opportunity to buy large groups of games. So have I. Mm-hmm. And several times I've gone to to move stuff. I'm like, I forgot I had that. I forgot I had and, it. And I don't have the space. Yeah. Like he's gone. Yeah, yeah. He he had gotten that in a deal years ago trying to help somebody out. And I don't even know if he was into games at that point. Huh. He said, I think he said like 20. Are you going to go back there and look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna I, ta- I, I, have to, I have to pop a spy at this. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So he had said, I'm going to try to speak up because he's taking his earphones off yeah. so he no, can I, hear I, me. I can hear can you, you hear fine. me? Yeah, we're good. We're good. He had said, Woo! flip the light on. <laughs> that is one sweet rally it's still, It's still dirty, yeah. but it's solid. He had taken that in um, from somebody who needed some something i don't know if it was a motor or rear end or something it had come in that way and he'd put it in a back room well it's no joke it is dirty though it, it is it, dirty it's, yeah it's, it's well dirty. it's it's sat but, it, but it's solid yeah it's, it's solid. oh it's solid yeah. honestly any rally x is a sweet rally x that, that's that's pretty much where where i'm at you guys are pro vans i'm pro rally x <laughs> you know so i 
we, we go out there, take care of business. He gets parts for me. He happened to have another one of these Ram trademen, tradesmen. Of course, we could have got the parts I needed off of any Grand Caravan. Could you have picked me up a van while you were there? Well, you don't want a van out of a salvage yard. Uh, well, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, salvage yard. Yep, yeah. good point. Yep. And I was talking to him about it. I'm like, Chris, I'll, I'll fix that for you. Why is this out here? And... Um, it's it's a salvage yard and it was out in the front of the office That's, and I'm sitting there waiting crazy. for Chris to do his thing yeah. and I'm just like it just it hit me it's like I've got my truck <laughs> yeah why am I because he was going to bring it to me and yeah. when he finished doing what he was doing he got back to me I said get a dolly we're going to get it it was sitting next to a bunch of torque converters. <laughs> People were coming in waiting. You know, they'd been in the yard doing uh, stuff, greasy hands leaning against it. And yeah. said, we're, it's, it's, Chris, it's going now. Yeah. It disappeared. Yeah, yeah. So in, in getting a van, I have also now pseudo taken on for a very good friend the repair of an of a wayward Riley X. Oh, that's, uh, that's <laughs> cool, though, man. That's cool. You know something? That game... That game doesn't get the love that it deserves. Oh, I love it. It, it is an absolutely fantastic game. One of my favorites. One of my all-time favorites. Now, and you, you weren't a Commodore kid, right? You didn't have Commodore computers? No, I did not. Radar no. Rat Race was the, the Commodore equivalent, and I loved it. Okay, okay. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, Radar Rat Race. Got it. I'll have to make a note of that. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, that game, the game does not get the love that it deserves. It's often overlooked, and it is, it is hard as nails from a, from a difficulty standpoint. It looks so simple, but and it's it not. It looks so simple, but it is anything but that. Yes. Yes. So and it's brutal, but it's so fun. Yeah, you need to look up Radar Rat Race. It's okay. basically a Rally X knockoff, but okay. it's a cat and mouse. Oh, really? Is okay. what it is. And you're going after, if I recall correctly, cheese instead uh-huh. of flags. Okay. But it's the exact same principle. Okay. It's it's, it's Rally X. Okay. I'm I'm putting that in the show notes because I, I definitely want to take a look at that at some point. But this circles me back to while I have now solved like a tool transport issue, which is an offshoot of the initial tool issue that I have, that I have lamented all this time. Yeah. I still haven't solved my tool carry issue. And I, I, I was actually, I had my carry box this weekend. Really? Uh, I was, is it a good carry box? No, it's is, the same. Is, is it, well, I was about to say something I'd, I'd have to, is, is it one that you would like to replace? <laughs> yeah, it's well, Brent, I'm still using the Harbor freight box. Brent, I've got a deal for you today. Well, you came in with a rather large box that you didn't allow me to touch. Okay, so now's the and, time. And actually, I've kind of used it now. I realized I've, as we set up, I, there's cables. And stuff yeah, on there's, it. There's, there's, there's stuff already on top of it. And, <laughs> I don't uh, know what. That's okay. that's okay. It's no insult to the box. It was just really handy where it was sitting. That, no. That's the thing about Wait it. Wait till I tell you what's in the big box next to it. Ooh, uh, Does it say on that side? Don't. Uh, no, it no, okay. it doesn't. It has a model number. I'd have to, I'd have to search it, it but yeah. I, I won't. But uh, okay, so this is this is a good segue right here because we've got uh, we've got some feedback later in the show that corresponds directly to this. But Brent, I have been sandbagging. Okay, for the past uh, two and a half months, it's I guess. Bit, okay, yeah, two and a half months. Where a listener of the show, great, great, great friend of the show now, his name is Mark Davidson. Okay. Okay. So Mark got in touch with me and, uh, 
and he said, Whitney, I need your mailing address. And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it came through the, it came through the podcast con- contact form and, uh, it, and Mark qualified himself and everything like that. So I, I had, I had no troubles giving him my address. He goes, I've got something. He for- wasn't trying to sell you like, like an extended warranty for your automobile or your van for my van. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. That, that you wouldn't, if you that had a happen. van, you wouldn't need a warranty. <laughs> this, is, yeah, this much is probably true. But, uh, but, but Mark got in touch with me and said, Hey, Whitney, I need your address. I'm going to, I'm going to send you something for for you and Brent, uh, you know, a, a package or a parcel for each one of you all, and see if this doesn't help. This, this is a your, sizable box. That's oh, not it's, a parcel, it's, Whitney. It's big. It's big. And That's see a if shipment. It, yeah, it is. It is. And, and my box was equally as big. So, I mean, two boxes came in side, side by side like that. He said, and, and I, I'm going to see if I can help with your with your travel toolcase scenario and that was pretty, it, mu- it pretty much it it's a, it's a well it could be a foldable dolly so, so brent at this point um need you to open up that oh, box okay. and see if this might help address the situation so, at hand all right so, well, so, let, so, let you yeah I'm, I'm gonna go get it yeah no problem so so for everybody listening uh mark runs a website called thebasementarcade.com and uh, I was not, in, in all transparency, I was not familiar with Mark's website until he and I got to talking a bit more. And uh, and then I, I took the opportunity to, to look at the site and really oh, kind sorry. of... Sorry. Okay, no problem. <laughs> it is a big box, isn't it? Yeah, it, it does go thud. And I had the opportunity to look at Mark's site, and his site is absolutely fantastic. He, is, he has chronicled his entire collecting hobby games he's had games he still has in in he has created essentially this this treasure trove of historical information in collecting and restoration information and uh it, it's it's such a good website and he is he has clearly put a tremendous amount of effort into how his site looks the the consistency of it the formatting of it how how he present records and presents information uh it's probably it's probably one of one of the best arcade collector websites individual arcade collector websites that i've seen and it's the basementarcade.com definitely definitely check it out but mark uh to kind of bring it back here to the show Mark, uh, Mark sent these boxes over, and uh, Brent, be careful with the tape, okay? Because you don't want to cut anything. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to get. I just got. I'm, so I raised the mic up here. I'm standing. Oh, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, fair this, enough. This box is it, it's big. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Okay, so you're going through. Woo! Yeah, that's uh, that's foley work right there, no doubt. Yeah, that'll make all <laughs> I, the ASMR people happy. So <laughs> I'm, we, I'm trying to make you proud, Whitney. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, can you get that? Can you get the top of it open there? I mean, it's ta- it is taped pretty good. Okay, all right, yep. Okay, so you're in. Flaps are coming open. So on the top, yep. Mark, yeah. Mark said he he put some tools in for us on the top. So on the top is a is a Wea. Uh huh. And I, I we've we talked about this on the show we, before. We, ha- we have. It's, I, it's been a few episodes back, but we have. I have. I bought myself one and bought you one, and uh-huh. I use these things like crazy. Well, now you've got another one. This, it, which is which is fine. Yeah, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This this it's a Wea chip lifter. Uh huh. And uh, the the part number on this. So this is a little different. Not actually, I think Whitney that this is actually a little smaller than the one 
which I like, which which is good yes. because because it, it could be useful for you know TTL and stuff like you know stuff yes, like that for, for, for something that you need a, a much you know like a like a a, a, a more narrow frame a more narrow uh, attack frame with yeah. exactly because the, yeah. the one that I got I've got myself and I got you it's wider and it works great for like um, I'm forgetting my my wits here the little TTLs that we usually see like the seventy fours are like dot three. And then um, well, the, the the larger widths, like a typical EEPROM like or a typical Z80 E-prom. or something, yep, yep, that, those work great. Uh, the one I had works great for that. But this is like, this says 3.5 millimeter. It's part number 26810. Uh, no, this this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'll make note of that in the show notes so that we can, so that we can link to that. Yeah. If, if you do any amount of board work, you, you've got to look at these because you know, I, for years I used like a small flat blade screwdriver and a and I, a piece of uh, of all things, uh, a piece of a broken pencil yeah. that I would lay down the board and use as a pivot. It's, well, this yes. has got like a little curve and it just slips under. And yeah, pops. It's, it, it's it's they're so nice. They're so nice. Okay, so that's that's. I haven't even got to the bulk of what's in this box because oh, this yeah. box is and, massive. And but there's, were, there's there's bulk. So now then I've also got a, a Milwaukee. Uh, inspection flashlight so it's like a uh like clip in your pocket type of oh my gosh mm-hmm. okay that, i didn't shine that, it in that my joke face is bright good thing you didn't i didn't shine it in my face it just reflected off the packaging and now i'm seeing stars it's uh i saw uh, i saw it bounce off the ceiling yeah. uh it's 2105 and it's um it's like pocket uh, a pocket format with a little or a little clip almost like breast pocket or or, or pants pocket with a uh, soft touch click button on the my gosh Whitney that is bright it is bright isn't it so that's Milwaukee branded uh, Milwaukee made tw- uh, part number twenty one oh five got it it's pretty sweet yep got got it noted so okay now <laughs> I I can already tell you Whitney I'm I'm. I'm humbled and I'm flattered because I can just tell by the size of what's in this box that that Mark, it, Mark hooked us up. He, he thought I, I, so. I'm gonna pull. Go go, go ahead and pull. I'm yeah, gonna pull, pull the small. What it looks yeah, to be pull. the slightly smaller of yes. the two out. Yep. And I'm holding a Milwaukee soft side bag. Let me get it. I'm. I'm hopefully this isn't too noisy. Let me get the, get it open here. And I say soft side. It's it's a commercial like work bag. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's like heavy canvas. So I mean, it'll stand on its own. Yeah, yeah. So so it's one of the the Milwaukee Tech bags. Essentially, is what it is. Well, well, you've got to go through that one, and then then you've got another one uh, due up for you as well. So it's got a hard plastic bottom. Uh huh. Um, rigid canvas side. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll have to take a picture. We'll have to like set them on a table and take a picture, or I can do I can do it at home because Mark was generous enough to send me the exact, exact same, same thing, thing. The exact same the, thing. The, yes, this I, I, this is just one of two. This is this is amazing. It so is. It, if you'll have a link, I'm sure, and some pictures, Whitney. I this will. Is, yeah, I will. It's a job site tech bag. Yep. Part number four eight dash two two dash eight two one zero, and um. I'm, I'm getting the, I'm pulling the. Can you, can the, you believe I, I remembered that entire part number? Did you? <laughs> if you read it off, yeah. I'm, I'm so mine I'm, like a steel right. trap. Let, let me set the box down. There's still another thing in it, but I want. I'm, I'm like balancing egg shit. Two eggs here. Yeah, yeah. No, I end get to it. End yeah, here, I get so. it. No, you're you're doing I, you're doing a fine job. I just I got to open this up with. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, Whitney. So inside there's a good size cavity for larger tools or whatever, but the, the thing, one of the things that I was having such a hard time finding a, something that had these was just a multitude of heavily stitched canvas flexible pockets yeah. inside whatever whatever pouch or bag or whatever that I got yeah. so that because my arcade toolkit is it's a multitude of screwdrivers and the, like the chip puller and nut drivers and smaller pliers and things that just don't make sense to drop in the bottom of like a conventional toolbox because you're constantly rooting. You need to be able to just to like, okay, I need this. And it comes right out of its pocket. Yeah. Yep. No, it, it is it is just super nice, super handy. I, all I can say is I'm going to be buying more of these Milwaukee bags because I've uh, I've searched high and low for something for something that does what these do. Oh gosh, Whitney. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just opened the front flap. Yeah. Yep. It's pockets galore. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. And what I it? and what I like, oh my god, and it, it's got like Velcro wings on it. Yeah, it's, not it's, Velcro, it, it, like um, like hinges, uh, like hinges. Yeah, so it comes down, but it but it won't like flop around. Right. It, it's like held together. So I can you can open it up and you can see all. You're not just like looking at the top of the tools. Yeah. I'm trying to talk into the mic. I keep looking at this. It's like yeah. I, well, you, you'll. I mean, no, nobody's going to take it from Mark, you, Brent. You're you're good, Mark. I don't I don't want to disparage this, but it's almost as good as, as a van. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's really it, close. Well, you know what? It, it, it's met its perfect mate when it's in the van. Yeah, How about there's, that? there's only there's one show listener right now that is just really dying over that joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So okay, it's pretty no, nice. I, th- huh? This is yeah. very nice. Okay, yeah, so we'll, let me. We'll, let me, we'll definitely have to get pictures. I'm gonna grab the, the other one. Nice. Hold on, yep. just one second. Yep. Hold on. Yeah, and if you think that one's good, then the one that you're about ready to yank out of there takes the cake. So this Seriously. one, this one is about the same height, uh-huh. uh huh, same width, uh, left to right, but depth wise, it is about twice that. And, and both of these, I can see on this one, and I know the other, they've got big D rings on the side and a and a nice canvas carry straps. So yep. you can sling them over sling a shoulder. Them over her shoulder, yeah. Same thing. Oh, uh, a hard plastic bottom, and this has actually got the clips in it, so you could mate it to um, something else and stack. Yeah, so it'll stack with, I guess, the rest of the packout series. Because I bet it's a a similar interface. And actually, there's a clip release. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that that, was loud. Yeah, you should see what what it looks like on the way. I bet. Yeah, I bet. So so this is a a Milwaukee uh, packout tech bag yep and it's part number 48-22-8300 and again it is heavy canvas but rigid so it'll stand you know it doesn't just like flop and cave in on itself i did try a bag like that long ago before i shifted to those harbor freight type cases yeah that i've used for so long i'm opening it up Oh yeah, Whitney, and it's uh, you know what I'm telling you. It's a wash with those pockets. Oh yeah, and there's a big. I didn't. I don't know if the other had this. It's got another Velcro, almost like if you wanted a place to put like manuals or yeah. something like that. Or, yeah, where, where you you could kind of like like create your own emergency kit for whatever you yes, were going uh, to yep. work on. Yeah, and it's it's 
a, like a bigger brother version of what I just described. It's yeah. got the same. It's got a very similar front fold down, um, uh, like flap that doesn't just fall. It, it's captured with some uh, uh, some canvas like strap, heavy canvas straps. Yep. Tons of little pockets. Oh yeah, it's, and then it's w- it's the real deal. Whitney, did you catch this on the side? This hard. Oh yeah. So do you know what that's for? No, I don't. That is for like, probably for a multimeter. For a multimeter. Yeah, multimeter it, or some type of instrument storage. Yeah, it's like instrument storage. Yep, we would we use go. it for a multimeter. So yep. what the side has a. Uh, it's it's a not a pocket per se, but it's got like a. It's a hard shell. It's like a hard shell. Almost. Yeah. It's it. Like a turtle shell, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's to protect, protect like a, a delicate piece of equipment, yeah. like a multimeter. Yeah, that's all. That's awesome. And it's got little cl- straps in here too, like for probe retention and all yeah. that. Yeah. This is Mark. Mark set us up. Mark, thank you so much. I, I know. I, I know. Right now, we're talking to one person, but but Mark, thank you. Certainly appreciate I, I, that. I am very very humbled. Yeah. Thank you for thinking of us, Mark. This is. This is everything I've ever wanted and more. I, and, and I've looked at the Milwaukee oh, line. That is funny. I don't know why I haven't seen these. Yeah. Well, it took it took Mark to it took Mark to make it happen. So you, you can you can bet yourself though, Brent, that I that I'm going to be buying more of those just just to unitize the storage. So that I can, you know, so that I can keep one in, in my vehicle, you know, stuff like that. So great thing is that that kind of primes a pump. I'm going to throw my mic on mute for a second when you so I can I can get it back down. To y- yeah, no, 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 you're, you're fine. You're fine. And, and, I, and like I say, we'll, we'll have pictures uh, in the show notes. Very, you know, fantastic, fantastic bags. High, very, very high quality. And, uh, I, you know, I've had a little bit of time with mine at this point and, uh, and, and have really loved it. it. You know, even though, Brent, I haven't really had a haven't had like, quote unquote, free time per se. But uh, you know, it's funny when you when you have something like that, you immediately look at your old toolbox and, and you you just won't sit until you've transferred your old over to your new <laughs> I just you know this, it's it's like it bothers me that i don't have anything in that so it's like oh i you know at night or after supper or whatever i'll go out in the garage just you know just kind of move stuff over so especially it's, it's with, awesome what you've kind of had going on it's there's something cathartic about being able to escape <laughs> yeah, from the world a little bit yeah and just sort screwdrivers you know or sort sockets or something like that yeah well i, I wanted to spend a, a fair amount of time once i saw that well i figured there was something pretty substantial in those boxes. Yeah. So two things there, one to thank Mark uh-huh. and let, I mean, just I, that is, that that's the stuff I, <laughs> that's what I was really looking for. Yeah, it's awesome. Good, um, good, good. And to, to give others the readout on what it is. Yeah. If you're in the same position where you're looking for a tool bag to support this hobby or yeah. your profession or a hobby where you're, you've got a similar need. Yep. Take those part numbers and look for them. Those yeah. are I, I will it. I will capture I'll capture some pictures. I'll put them on the Facebook page. I'll put them on Twitter. Now, now that I've now that you've got yours, I, I can I can post pictures of it. But I wasn't going to do anything until until you you had the joy of seeing them <laughs> and experiencing that because uh it ju- it just wouldn't have been right just to do it on, on my own and then just you know have you just kind of hanging out waiting and stuff like well, that. Well, I appreciate so, that. Yeah, I, no problem. Thank you. Yeah. And the timing is perfect. I mean, just this weekend I was noticing I, I was out for a bit this prior weekend uh t- doing a little tech work on some games and 
I was so frustrated with my the, the old Harbor Freight box. I mean, I've literally got it held together with sheet metal screws. <laughs> yeah. And while it looks nice. And <laughs> finishing nails. Yes. Yeah. Uh, while it looks nice when they're new, they look faux aluminum. It's actually like a pressed, like a real thin particle board. Particle board yeah. With they're, like a coating on it. I mean, dude, let's, it's, let's it's, call it. They're crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bulging out yeah. from where I've. I've got it loaded and I've used it so much Yeah, and the handle long since ripped off of it. I'm not going to have a problem with these at all. And, um, it's been with me for a while, Whitney. So it's going to be a little touching when I go to retire it. <laughs> I just kick it. And so I, I kick it till it fell apart and put it in a trash can. But wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Check these out. Anybody out there and Mark, yeah. man, thank you so much. I, I just, I don't know what else to say yeah, other no, than buy was, a van. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I didn't even get a chuckle out of Whitney from that one. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm still thinking about the bags. So but buy a van, that's solid advice. <laughs> that's solid advice. I'll, I'll give you that. This episode is going to be uh, all about uh arcade van life. Yeah. So uh, all right, so I I'm still Whitney. I'm taking a back. <laughs> But let me shift back in. I got a couple more things we'll touch on just to close a few loops from yeah. uh, Expo and before Expo. I, I t- was talking to everybody about the uh, championship sprint that I was working on. And that's actually that went to Expo and was enjoyed, played all weekend. And then it actually sold to a friend of the sh- uh, show, Ike Arton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, which, you know, those in the know know that's Mike Martin. Yeah. Exactly. And it's actually in Mike's arcade now. Yeah. And he's, uh, I haven't talked to Mike in a bit, but uh, he sent me pictures. It's it, from the minute it went on the floor, he's like, pe- people were playing championship sprints. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sure. I'm he sure. Was, he was happy with it, and I'm glad he was happy with it. So um, I mentioned Carnival King that I had. That went to LAX, and actually that ended up at Rec Bar. Rec Bar bought that from me, and if you're so inclined, it's at the New Albany location. Yeah, so okay. when you walk in the door, the hostess desk is on the left, and there's a row of gun games there on the right, and it's right there in the middle. So stop in and check it out. My uh, Super Mario Brothers that I talked about, my personal one, it, it went to Emma's for her graduation party. So I did finally... Uh, put it back together. <laughs> I had it kind of in various states of disrepair. I was using it kind of as a test bed trading back and forth as I built out the one that um, I took the Louisville Arcade Expo. And that that started as a cabinet that I had and parts that I had and, and part of my moving toward cleaning stuff out. Mm-hmm. So I, I got it back together and actually I just unwrapped it here this week it made its way back home and it, it finally made its way back into its 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 permanent home here in the game room back here in the corner. Yeah. So it's back together. And then the the Super Mario Brothers I built out, it sold at Expo. And, you know, if it turns up somewhere in public, I'll I'll let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> Thus far it's not, but yeah. it did sell. Um and I, I've had one occasion in the past several months, one occasion to turn my game room on and my Jurassic Park is now dead. Mm. <laughs> so it won't boot up in the shaker motor, just, just sets there and runs. So I, I don't know and I haven't had time and... So I just turn the switch off. And yeah, and then and then go do other stuff. There, yeah. there it's sort of set. So, yeah, yep. And to close a couple other loops for everybody, uh, sort of non-gaming related, but sort of, I have had kind of a continuation of the conversation about the Super Mario Brothers, where I was, I've been going through 
and on prior shows talking about just games that I've had for five, six, seven, ten years that I had maybe an intention of keeping or but decided not to or no intention of keeping and never made time to do something with. I've been going through and continuing to as I've had an opportunity like on a weekend to just kind of get out there, get my head out of everything else and do some good old fashioned rearranging and organization. And one of the things actually I think is going to be sold by the next show is I have everything basically to put together Stern's twin stick game lost tomb. Oh, okay. So actually if you look under the high speed Whitney, there's the board sitting there in the carrier. Oh, okay. Got it. And then wrapped up in paper to the left of you next to Tron is the marquee. Oh, right. Th- so yeah, right there. Yep. Yeah. I, I got the board and a populated control panel in one place. I've assembled this over years. Yeah. Like literally years. So, and so you, you must like the game then it was one of, it looks like a fun game. I've honestly never really played it, okay. but it started with, I had opportunity to get the board and a populated control panel. Yeah. And then I realized it, well, it wasn't a very common game. Yeah. It's stern game. Yeah. Actually Konami resold, you know, it was Konami made the game. Yeah. Um, it's a twin stick game, like kind of like Robotron, but not as fast paced. You're walking with one sh- one stick, you're shooting with the other. Then you actually got a button op- uh, feature where it, he he the the character like cracks a whip, and mm-hmm. that's like a like a bigger weapon versus just his normal firing. Okay. Then uh, um, I come across the marquee, Jeff uh, Rothy, and and I, I got Jeff. I hope I'm saying your last name right. Okay. Correct. It's Rothy. Is it Rothy? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I, I, well, I think for the longest time, a lot of people just it reads maybe as Rothy, Rothy or Rothy. Roth. Yeah. And so Jeff, forgive me, and if I'm wrong, uh, correct me, please. <laughs> but Jeff, he is one of his favorite parts of the hobby, as I've learned over the years, is is the art side of it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I noticed. And he posts a lot about is art when he gets unique artwork, he can look at bootleg art and he can, he can, it it amazes me. He's like, I think that was made by this, this art house. He he recognizes the style. Mm -hmm. So Jeff in his travels had uh, a marquee and I got that from him years ago. Ah, okay. And then Probably three, four, five years ago, uh, I got the cabinet, um, a cabinet, a nice stern cabinet uh, out of Indianapolis. And my intention was to build it. But as I've cleaned out, I'm just like, I've got other games that are priority and that I want to keep. Yeah. You know, I've got games that are odd games that I like to take to shows like Domino Man two tigers and a handful of others. I'm, I don't, I don't want to dedicate space to another. Mm -hmm. So that's one that's gone on, on the block to sell. And as things are going by, by next show, I bet it'll have already made its way to a new home. So going through that stuff, um, I have managed and all that. I did convert my garage, Whitney over to led lighting. I got rid of all the fluorescence. So I do want to add, uh, keep Dude, going. I'm sold on it. So let me ask you this. Sold. Uh, I, I need to do that in my workroom downstairs yep. and I need to do it in my garage and I need to do it in my outbuilding as yep. well. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, 
are you using uh, a, a retrofit kit for the fluorescent housings, or did you fully take down the fluorescent housings and put up brand new LED? How, how did you go about that? Because I've been doing some research on it, and it seems like you can you can use the LED bulbs, then you rewire the existing housings to accommodate the LED bulbs, or you can just get new housings either way. So. so- what I had out in my building was a standard to, to, to take the ballast out of the, out of the equation. Yeah, was a standard fluorescent uh, fixture. Uh-huh. Okay, it wasn't so like like right now. If you go out like to a Harbor Freight or to a Walmart, you can get four and probably eight foot fixtures, but they're coming all in one, not serviceable type deal. Yeah, and then t- some of them will even have like a really high output LED strip stuck up in the top of the air quotes fixture. Yeah. The, the fixtures I have out in my garage, which are probably what's in yours, are the eight-foot versions of these fixtures over your head. 100%. Which are conventional uh-huh. fluorescent fixtures with a ballast. That's exactly right. So That's what I got. The conversion for those is I went and got direct wire LED eight-foot tubes, uh-huh. took out the ballasts, yeah. direct wired the the 112 100 excuse me 115 slash 120 volt ac right to the tombstones on the end uh-huh and plugged them in yeah okay cool so the only thing other thing i had to do is when you get into the eight foots and here's what i did so anyone considering this if you're looking at amazon for parts if you're looking on uh youtube for instructional videos if you're trying find a, find yourself a local lighting store there's a lighting store here in town um and I'll look it up here in a second because I always mispronounce their name. And, and then I'll touch back on it after your updates. I, that's where I went for the, when I'm pointing to it in my ceiling down here, everybody, is the black light fixtures that are in my game room. I went to the local lighting store, and that's what they specialize in is lighting, not like the lighting department in a, in a Lowe's. In a Lowe's, yeah, which is an aisle. Right. Yeah, yeah. I went to a lighting store and bought fixtures and all my black light LED tubes and all that. And that way I know what I'm getting. Uh-huh. I know I'm getting quality name brand stuff from somebody that if I have a problem with, I can go in there and talk to them yeah. eye to eye. Yeah. I don't know what I'm getting. Everyone's been, uh, let's just be honest. You've been on Amazon looking for something. And if you put in, I'm looking for a Milwaukee packout bag, uh-huh. nine times out of 10, Amazon, the first three things it'll show you are not what you wanted. Right. And it's yeah. some name like Sun Ho. Yeah. Or, oh, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's so frustrating. It, it when, is. When search doesn't return results for what you search for. It's it's so frustrating. Right. And, and you can tell that those top three items are probably the exact same item with some fly by night name mm-hmm. that was that that aren't of a good quality. Yeah. And maybe at a Harbor Freight. You know, not to downplay Harbor Freight, they got some good stuff. They they do, yeah. For for what for what for, is for, there, right? And yeah. they're stepping up. Yeah, they yeah, are. They, are. they are. They are. Regardless, so I, I went. I started looking at this stuff, with Whitney, and it was it was mind boggling. So I just I just rode down to the lighting store and I said, "Look, this is what I got." And the one thing that was the the break point for the eight footers is the tombstones, which are the things on the end of the fixtures that the the uh, bulbs connect to. Mm-hmm. They kind of rotate in and out of. On a forefoot. Yeah. They do. You put them in, turn them like uh, 45 degrees. Right. They lock in. Yep. On an eight foot, one end is spring loaded and you stick it in and the other end is fixed and it pushes back up against the fixed end. Yep. On an eight footer, you can have a single pin, which is the older style, or you can have 
from a distance, they look exactly the same, but you can have a little double pin, which was like a high output version. Okay. Okay. You, it made sense for me to convert everything over to direct wire single pin. And that, so I bought a box of the lamps. I bought tombstones that plug snap right into the fixtures because it's a standard interface. Uh huh. And if it was a double pin high output, I just knocked the the tombstone out, put in the new ones. They were like three bucks each. Yeah. Did my direct wire, snapped in my tube, and I was done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So, yeah, the retrofit kits I've seen, that gets into um, if you want to take like an eight foot fixture, then you put like this little saddle thing in the middle that gives you four more tombstones in the middle and then you go from two eight foot lamps to four four foot lamps. four foot lamps yep, yep i've seen those and i just went and went eight foot direct wire keystone brand which is a quality name brand manufacturer been around for years yep uh uh direct wire tubes okay that's what i did fair enough and it, it is why I waited this long, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my shop lights, uh-huh. the shop down here behind you, and I've already made an made time to run over there like at lunch and buy enough parts when I have an opportunity. It's sitting out there now to do my front garage. Okay, it's all, right. all going LED. I, I okay. Then I need to know that shop because I need to do. Uh, I need to do my workroom and my garage in my house for sure. And I've got. I've got a couple of. Uh, storage rooms in my house that I need to do as well. So yeah, I'll, when, when you're doing your updates, I'll Google it real quick and then I'll follow I, back I, up with I, everybody. I do, I do if appreciate you, that. Yeah. If you're in the area, definitely check out the, I'll give the name, but if you're not in here in, in, in the Louisville, Kentucky Metro area, mm-hmm. if you're looking to do the same, my advice is find yourself a local lighting shop. You're going to pay a little bit more than you would for something off Amazon. I don't don't mind, you know. But you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know what you're getting. For for something that you you flip the switch and you want it to come on for years and not fail you, then I don't see it as a bad investment on spending up. So that's that's all good. The only other thing I want to touch on since I've talked about it so much, and if you visit us at Arcade Expo, I had RC, you know, vintage RC cars sitting out there. Uh, I've done nothing. <laughs> I, I literally, the last show I talked about the first generation Emacs I'd rebuilt and I blew the the aftermarket drive shafts out of it and I was waiting on new ones. Well, I got the Traxxas new old stock drive shafts and uh, it's set up there literally for months at this point and I haven't touched it. It's in my work office on a table. Uh, and the same thing with the Tamiya Wild one. I mentioned that, that I had started to work on it and I was waiting for parts from the UK and uh, they showed up and they've sat there for months. Yeah. So yeah. now I get it. Is what it is. I just wanted to close a little loop there because I know that the, the RC stuff has hit a chord with a lot of our listeners. And I just so I touched on it real quick. So anyway, Whitney, that is a long spiel about everything that that I've kind of managed to weasel in. And while we've we've been on sort of pseudo hiatus. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I mean. 
I totally get it. And, and it's fun to to just go through each other's updates because there's, I mean, it never fails. I take something out of your updates. I hope you take something out of mine. And, and it's one of those things where you you just, you learn, you learn something as you go because you get, you know, you you get a different perspective on things, which, which is awesome. Uh, So for me, uh, my, I don't really have as much, but, but uh, you know, there's a couple things here that is substantial. Um, during you know during you know evenings or sun, you know sunday afternoon sunday evening after you know getting some stuff done i've been out in my outbuilding and have been moving some games around and uh i've wound up uh pulling some games that i'm going to list for sale so this is all part of a a bit of a downsizing and a, a reprioritization effort here i've talked about it for a little bit on the show but just never really I mean, never really, I guess, put the time to it because it takes time to do it um, and uh, and just kind of go through what you have and, and determine what, what you want and what you really don't. So I've got a couple handfuls of games that, that are that are going to be up on the on, on the block. I would say either watch face, you know, watch some Facebook groups for my posts. I might list them on Clove. I I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not going to go and definitely not going to go Craigslist. But uh, I, I, I got I just, thinking I, about I, that I don't, recently. I don't need pe- I don't yeah. need those people showing up at my. Oh. Well, I don't. I hate to say those people because I used to be one of those people that would buy off <laughs> Craigslist. But I just don't need to field a whole bunch of a whole bunch of. Uh, you know, I guess kind of people driving by the house, coming up to the house, want to see it and everything like that. It um, Facebook tends to work better. Clove does as well, where you can post the pictures and and uh, and really have a, a much more uh, targeted conversation with people, and and that that just helps to kind of move the sale along. But, but yeah, I, I've got a couple handfuls of games uh, that are that are there. It's just time for them to go. That I you know I acquired as as I was acquiring other games. Uh, I like them all, but just you know as I'm looking through my game room and I have pivoted a bit more towards pinball in my game room. Uh, it, you know, I'm I'm determining that I need to be a bit more selective about the vids that I want in there, because I've got you know I've got more pinball now than I ever have, and uh, which is awesome because I love it. But uh, but it's it, again, it's just forcing me to say, you know, do I really want you know a, a Galaga, a Galaxian, and a Galaga three? Do I really want a full size pack, miss pack, and you know, do I really want, you know, X, Y, and Z? And it's like, uh, no, uh, you know, out of, out of Galaxian, Galaga and Galaga three, I really, really only enjoy play a lot playing one of those. The other two, I, you know, something I could, I'll, I'll find a way to, you know, I'll find a way to, to play that. Do you have a Galaxian? I have two Galaxians right now. I didn't realize that. Yes. And I would be happy to move both of them along. Um, there, and I will say this, they're they're uh, they're a shade rough, okay, but they're complete and they're there. Um, you know, I I got the both of those games I picked up as I was picking up other games, I, and, that's and, how, I, and I was yes. made an offer. They're like, hey, what would you give me for that Galaxian? And it's like, uh, I'll give you X, you know. And then we strike a deal, and a Galaxian goes on the truck, yep. you know, and and it comes home. It's never been one of my favorite games, and I'm going to say something controversial, okay. 
of the three you listed, I like Galaxian the best, and that's why I have one. You know, so here, you know what's really weird about that? Of the three I list, I like it the least. And and you know, hey, fair and, enough. You like Donkey Kong? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> There's a lid for every you know, pot, Whitney. Yeah, you know something, buddy. You know, I hadn't really thought about I'm bringing Don- that back. I hadn't really thought about Donkey Kong for a while, and now I'm just, I'm just reveling. <laughs> Just taking it in because you know what? It's that good of a game. But um but but I just looked pensively off into the distance. Yeah, oh, yeah. considering it, yeah, Donkey Kong. I was just I was just reveling in just the genius the genius that it is. But uh but Galaga three is is my favorite. I figured of, that's the of, one of all you were those. Say. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I absolutely adore that game. It is so much fun. And and Galaga's okay, but I I mean uh, it's it's a bit long in the tooth for me at this point, so um, yeah, so anyway, if, if you know of the three, I'd keep Galaga three and play it, love it, enjoy it, and the others just need to go, you know. So I've got two Galaxians that are gonna go. I've got a Galaga that's gonna go. Got a Gorf, got an Arabian, got an Asteroids. Yeah, just I got a I just got a litany of got got a Miss Pack, got a pack, you know. Just there's just a whole handful of stuff that, that's gonna go. So. One thing I'm looking for yeah. is a pack cabaret, which yep. is probably a tall order because there's not cabarets aren't that common. And you know, I have stumbled oh, okay, keep keep going. Well, keep so going. here's what brought this it's, up. It's just so weird. I'm gonna sing a, a a song of praise for my sister. Okay. I have I have half joked but been serious for years, and I, sometimes I say it just to just to get her riled up that I was I I look at her and look at her and I say, you know. I was just practice. Mom saved up all the best for last. That yeah. would be her because yeah. she's my younger sister and there's uh-huh. just the two of us. Yeah. Brittany is uh, uh, unbelievable. And so I took the, the, the pack cabaret, which has actually got pack plus in it uh-huh. over to the party. Yeah. And I said, Brittany, if you want to turn it on before the party, here's how, Oh, I won't have time. I did it. Okay, fine. That's cool. Just yeah. if you want to, here's how you do it. Yeah. She calls me the next day and she goes, this isn't the Pac-Man. Uh-huh. I said, like, no, it's Pac-Man Plus. Yeah. She said, oh, I figured that out real quick because I went to play it and the pattern was wrong. And I'm like, ho, 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 wait, <laughs> Brittany, Brittany. Yeah. So what you're telling me is that you played Pac-Man. Enough. When, it, when she didn't, probably didn't have to play it enough, knowing my sister. Okay. You played Pac-Man to a point when we were young that you learned a pattern to play Pac-Man. And you still know it now. And you still know it 35 years later. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And this wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. So she mentioned to me, uh, and this is the first time she's ever really asked me for a game. She mentioned to me that if if I could find another little Pac-Man and she meant a cabaret, mm-hmm. she'd love to have it in the game room next to my brother-in-law's golden tape. We'll see if we can find you one. That sounds like that there may be a lead somewhere. <laughs> we'll see if we can find you one. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, you and I'll have to talk off air then. Yeah, for sure. You know, here, I'm in the market. Okay, cool, cool. You know, what's what's so odd is yeah, I've been been in this hobby for ten plus years now. Never, ever, ever was able to find any cabarets for nine of those oh, ten I, years. I, I, that's I've seen them. Yes. But um, they were already like snapped up in collector's hands. I, I know. I know. And 
I, I was a, I was shocked that I got that one for the price that I got it for. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Yeah. So so it, it, within within just a short year to year and a half, uh, I have been able to put my hands on now uh, and and now have a cabaret centipede, a cabaret Mrs. Pack, a cabaret pack. Uh oh. And believe it or not, a game that I have been hunting after for years in cabaret form i have now been able to put my hands on and i have it now a cabaret rally x and i'm telling you it is it is one of the jewels of my collection now <laughs> it seriously is now it's I, a good looking game i'm looking at it now in the show yeah, notes it, whitney now it need, it needs it needs a little bit of you know needs a little bit of tlc okay it, it's complete it's 100 complete it's it's in really good shape it plays great but it just needs a going through to be at the level that i would want it to be at but uh, that one, right? Just like your Super Mario Brothers, that Rally X is with me for the duration. <laughs> okay, because it took me years oh, I'm, to I'm find imagine. that. Years to find that, and uh, I was uh, I was very fortunate to uh, to to stumble across it and be able to strike the deal and the, bring it the home. The bezel, I know the bezels on these are known to flake. Yeah, uh, and I think that's true of most of the cabaret bezels because my yeah. the pack bezel in that's a little flaky yeah this this one's got some flake but down, it still looks great but it still looks great this, yeah this looks better than bezels i've seen people buy to replace their worst bezels. <laughs> i know yeah it does the the only thing that's that's going on with this one is uh is, is on the control panel overlay it, it's it's been it, it's been eaten up a little bit around the bottom left hand corner and the control panel itself has got a lot of palm wear on it where the the, the black paint or the black you know uh paints you know has rubbed off but but again it, it, it could use some going through but it's not like i'm going to gut it and uh and do a, a deep you know 100 deep clean and then put it all back together it's good enough and it has enough patina to it that it that it has charm it just needs to be it just needs to be cleaned is See, what that, it needs this is it's interesting to hear you say this because i know over the years you and i differ in many ways which is great because it's complimentary yeah as we discuss our our take on the hobby on the show yeah i would leave that other than cleaning yeah i would leave that yeah. Because it adds a little authenticity to it. Yeah. Now, if it was totally blown out, I'd consider replacing it. Yeah. Um, but there's just it's like the it's like the twelve in Sharpie on yeah. my on my uh, burger time yeah. overlay. Yeah. It, there's just enough there to make it interesting, is, is what it yeah. is. And you know something, the the thing is is I've I've always been I think I've said this on the show before, I've always been a big stickler on control panel overlays and, and bezels and marquees. I, those are the those are the three pieces that I always want to be nice and crisp on all of my games. But this is a situation where this game is rare. It, it, this game is uncommon. Yep. Uh, it, it, it's definitely uncommon. I don't know that I'd call it rare, but it's definitely uncommon. And the problem with being very uncommon is uh, getting replacement artwork is next to impossible. So, so I'm very fortunate that on this one, the artwork is as good as it is. So I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up, man. It's going to get a magic eraser across the control panel overlay just to clean it and just to brighten it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll take the buttons apart just to make sure they're, they're clean and I'll, I'll clean up the joystick and uh, make sure that it, that it's in good shape and everything like that. 
and there's it's got a few fasteners on it that need to come out now you know I'll, I'll figure out you know figure all that out but Outside of that, man, um, you know, a good going over, uh, you know, it's got a few spots where the T-molding's blown out. I'll probably put some new T-molding on it and then, uh, you know, give it a good wipe down. And then honestly, man, it's done. And you know what? what what's the best part of that game? Uh, yeah, I know. It's the wood grain and the leatherette T-molding is what it is. I, yeah. It, I, that's exactly where I was going. And yeah. you knew. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because you don't like either, I, I, and I, I, I love it. I can't stand. I love it. I can't stand either one of them. But you, but here's <laughs> here's the thing: with cabarets, you have no choice. And now, now I'll oh, say you have a choice. Oh, I, I do, I do. But um, you know, if, if I were if I were ten years younger and had ten years of time at my disposal, you'd still be just as handsome. Uh, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Well, you know, I try to take care of myself. You know, I'll, I'll just say it that way. It would be awesome. I would love to see all of my cabarets in black cabinets. I really would because I I, I adore the form factor. But at this point, I'm going to clean it up. The wood grain gives me heartburn. But you know something? It truly gives me heartburn. But the thing about it is, is they, they have charm for what I, they are. I think I'm crying. <laughs> There, there's charm, there's charm in them, Brent. And if yeah. you, if you ever want to move it along, it it needs to be what it has always been. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so the, so as much as it hurts me, hurts me to say this, the wood grain stays as you know? as well it should. As well it should. Yep. I get that. As well it should. Because that that's that is a defining characteristic of, of those games. Of that of those games. Of, of those 100%. games. hundred percent. Yeah. So so it stays. Um fortunately it's in a good it's it's in really good shape. I don't have to look at it. I don't have to look at the wood grain while I play it, which is which is a bonus. Okay. So it, it's all good. <laughs> you do have to see it on the front when you walk up to that, it. That's all, that's all you have to do. And then you quickly just look at the screen and forget the wood grain even exists. Have you got far enough to know does it have a, a free play? Um, I do not, I, you know, something I don't know. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not just sure. curious. I, I'm I know, not I sure. know the pack, the packs do. Yeah. Yep. So I, I don't know. I'd have to, I'm, I'm going to have to dig into that and look into that. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to spending some time with that. Um, no work, no work on my zookeeper, but I, I, I don't even know why I bring it up. I just, I do it to flog myself. So um, real quick, if I yeah. remember my history and yeah. if I'm wrong here, somebody correct me, please. Pack and Rally X came out at the same time, uh-huh. the same year. Yeah, and um, Bally was betting that the, their 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 intention or their thought was Rally X was going to be the home run. They yes, they thought Rally X was going to be the bigger hit and was actually going to be a franchise starter. Is is what is, is how I understand the history of it. So, but, uh, but of course, history, uh, history had something, uh, other, uh, something else up yep. the sleeves. Do, do you know the difference between Rally X and new Rally X? I do. Yes. So as I understand it, uh, ROM swap, same PCB. Okay. Uh, new Rally X, uh, they updated the color palette. They updated some of the music and, uh, they, they made the game a bit more approachable, a, a bit easier because, like on on the radar, they actually call out where the special flag is, and uh, and and they just they just updated like some of the visuals, and they didn't make it so and and they made it easier to the point where it's not so brutally difficult of a game to play. Huh. Yeah, so so 
out of both of them, as as I understand it, New Rally X is definitely the more popular because it it has a few it's a more friendly. It, it, it's a more it's a more friendly version of the game than Rally X is. But uh, you know, ultimately, I would love to have this cabaret be able to play both of them. But I, at this point, that would either involve two PCBs and you switch between I the mean, two. Is it all the ROMs? Uh, I don't know. You see, I don't know. I, I need to. I need to spend some time in Mame and and do some work there well, and figure you, that out. When you told me that it was the same PCB, it made me it, think it is. If yeah. it's if it's a handful of ROM within some reasonable number, uh-huh. um, then it's it's trivial to do uh, uh, like a a, a a twice as twice the size ROM. I mean, I'd have to look St- at it, see, stack them up. Yes, yeah, we'll see what ROMs are in it. See yeah. if see if the um, if, if the next the next size ROM, which is double the space, or the net a ROM that is double the space is still the same footprint, you, basically to, to do like you can get away with in Tempest to make a switchable tubes versus standard. Yeah, kit. yeah, and and you know something, I was uh, you switch you switch you the the ROM is the same footprint size, but it's twice the size, and you you basically manually bank you manually switch the upper or lower half. Mm-hmm. Of, of what of what the game boots and yeah, reads, uh, yeah, reads from, reads from exactly. yeah exactly without getting super deep into it yeah well it, you know I, I would also love to do uh, or love to see a high score save kit for for rally x and new rally x as well and i was talking with my friend uh, john tandy he, he goes by porchy uh, over in the uk you know good 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 buddy of mine and he and i were just talking about rally x and he had actually <laughs> we started talking about it he actually cracked it open in the main debugger and he was starting to get starting to look into it and get <laughs> into it and i'm like porchy i love you man I, I, I do i just love him and uh and so i don't know it it's one of those things that i would i would just love 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 to have a high score high score save kit that would that would handle rally x and new rally x and then be able to switch switch between the two on the same board so that that would be that would be the ultimate and i don't think there's a kit out there for that that does either of those at this point in time and and i i mean i understand why the game was not popular and it was it was not a hit and i just don't think that the arcade public really has devoted a lot of time to doing a lot of work with rally with the code of rally x and uh I, but anyway i i, I digress I, I dearly i love the game almost oh, I as, I, as almost as much it, as i love donkey kong it, i mean seriously man that zookeeper donkey kong rally x zookeeper donkey kong food fight i mean now, now you're talking my love language right there was, when it comes to games so so now i feel like i'm gonna unpack this yeah um was Rally X a game that you had a very fond memory of? So, uh, yes, okay. it, it is. And I played one at a, um, it was, it, it was called a big K and a big K was the precursor to Walmart. Okay. It was, it was the, it was the, the chain before it became I, Walmart. Was that more rural? Yes. I can, yes. never could say that word. Yeah, rural. It was so then, rural. Yes. Cause we didn't, I don't remember a big K yeah. anything out yeah, here. There, there was, there was a big K in Frankfurt and, uh, in that, in, in the vestibule of that store, they had a rally X, they had an upright pole position, they had an upright asteroids and they had a wizard of war. And I would play 
all of those. Every time that we would go to that store, my mom would shop. I would just I would play those games in just rotation. I'd move see from that, one to the other, one to the other, one to the other. See and that, absolutely loved it. That it blows my mind. Well, first of all, my memory for things like that, the specifics of I can remember just the way my my mind works. I can tell you the store and the place is all gone now. Yeah. Uh, but where I played Gorf that, that seared Gorf in my mind. Yeah. I can yeah, do this. Awesome. I can do the same thing for, um, uh, time pilot, uh-huh. um, battle zone and, um, where I got my love for Frogger. Oh, fair enough. I can tell you those. Yeah. But as it, I couldn't tell you right now, I can give you a couple games that were in, the literal sea of games that I saw over the course of however many years at the bowling alleys when I'd go with my grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. But stuff here in the, in the Metro area, well, it's the Metro now, but it was just Louisville in general. Yeah. It rotated so much. And so often and there was so much of it everywhere yeah. that it all just ran together. Yeah. See, see for me, it was completely different because, uh, every place that I went to out besides the galaxy games, besides that one arcade that I've talked about several times here on the show, everything else was at a department store. It was a department store vestibule or at a convenience store. Mm-hmm. The convenience store is where I played Zookeeper. Never forget it for as long as I live. It's also where I played Moon Patrol and Scramble at that one convenience store. They, I remember those See, three games now, being on I rotation. I love Moon Patrol. Oh, I, I do. I love, I love Moon Patrol. It. It's so much fun. And I, it just when you said that, it was like, now where did I put? Now, yeah. now I can I can remember that was one of the games at the bowling. Alley. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember Super Mario Brothers, and I remember Prepare to Qualify echoing through from pole position. Uh, oh yeah, and, and but I remember those in other places too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, it's so it's so funny because uh, like at that big K when I was when I was telling you you know Rally X pole position asteroids and Wizard of War, I'll, I'll never forget the day that they pulled out the asteroids and they put in a Miss Pac Man, and and I, I mean. I never, ha- I never had a fondness for Pac-Man. Never did. But Miss Pac-Man, I absolutely adore and love to this day. I love that game, and I always will. And it's just one of those things where it, it, it just, it just makes an impression on you. Just like, bring you're talking about the where you remember playing Gorf. I mm-hmm. mean, that's how I remember. The, I remember the the first time playing Donkey Kong, I remember the machine, what it looked like, how it presented itself to me. You know, the the it was at the Galaxy Games, it was all dark, the phosphors just shone up in my face. And it, it started my love for computers and electronics. And I'll never, ever, ever forget playing Donkey Kong for the very first time. You know, and it's it's just that way. And and even even in the Walmart in Shelbyville, in the vestibule, they had a track and field, an upright track and field. And my brother and I, I'll ne- I will never forget this. We had Velcro wallets at that time. Oh, that, we all and, did. And we all did. And and Brent, we would. My brother and I would go and play track and field, and we'd take those Velcro wallets and rub those back and forth. Across, and that's how we got <laughs> like, our. Like that's a how fan we got. Motion. Yeah, that's how we got our button action, man, that's with track awesome. and field. And we would blow track and field out. We got so good at track and field. He and I both did. And, and it's because you know you just kind of figure out these little tricks. Well, you can't to play. play it now because find yourself a Velcro wallet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But you got finding those tricks. You know? But but those tricks and it's one of those things, man. I mean, we would wear those Velcro wallets out, but man, we could I mean, we could move we could move that man down the down, you know, down the 100 meter dash like nobody's business. See, it was now, great. I was on the opposite end of that and 
I like where this conversation is going. The, my experience is what I would, um, Rob O'Hara, uh, Rob, is it O'Hara or O'Hara? O'Hara. Rob O'Hara. Yeah. And I have recently started listening to You Don't Know Flack, no, by the way. No, it's O'Hara because the game is Bucky O'Hara. Bucky O'Hara, So yes. his name is O'Hara. Rob, Rob O'Hara. O'Hara, yes. So he has several several shows, and one of them is Sprite Castle, which is, he was a Commodore kid. He grew up like me with a Commodore. Okay. And he talked about when he would get games, the games would come in. He's He makes this comment on occasion that they were so plentiful that, Oh, I'll play it for a minute and I'd move on. I'd play it for, well, is this one better? And it was, it was, I guess, like the Commodore version of FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. And, yeah. Well, this is okay, but am I missing something here? <laughs> and you just rifle through them. Uh-huh. That's kind of what my arcade experience was like. I, I had so much available. Oh, wow. See. That, yeah. I, that, that it, it just was like noise. Yeah. See, for me, it was, it was exactly the opposite. I mean, it, it's, it's like I, I only had, at most 20, 25 titles available to me over the course of the entire experience. I could walk into the bowling alley and the, the entry hallway to the bowling alley. I've talked about it on the show before. It was this long hallway. And the reason you got that length was on the right side of the hallway was entrances into the pool hall area. Cause they had, they had a large area for playing pool, like, like tons of tables. Yeah. I never went in there because I never played pool other than to walk through it. Yeah. On the left side of the hall. So this was the front of the building. On the left side was the bar restaurant. So you had that depth of those rooms (laughs) that led, that gave you that hallway between them that, that you had to traverse from the front door to to get get to the, to the, to the, to bowl, to the lanes. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a lot of, lot of length. Whitney, there was 25, 30 games there that you had to walk past just to get to the, to, to register for my grandparents to go bowl. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, oh my God, oh, there's something new and I might see it halfway through the night. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just funny how, um, just funny how, how the experiences differ oh, yeah. so, so much. It, it, re- it really is. But but yeah, all, all that to be said, uh, yeah, Rally X holds a special place in my heart and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, finding it in cabaret is just—it's—it's it's just been uh, just a long. I would say one of those under undersold uh, un, undersold items that that I've always kind of kept my eye out for. But because I very rarely ever see one, it's like uh, it'll never—you know—I'll never find one. And there was one at the Louisville Arcade Expo this past year, and um, I found—I did find out who owns it, and he—he he wasn't selling. I asked, and he's, he's like, "No, buddy, I, I think I'll hang <laughs> no, on to it." And I got like, your number, and it's—I <laughs> got your number, and I ain't calling it, yeah. you know. And so, and I get it. And so, this is this is only the second. This is only the second Rally X Cabaret I've seen in ten plus years, and uh, I was just so so happy to to get it. But um, the only other thing that I'll mention, and then uh, Brenna, we've got a, a short tech segment before we get into. Uh, some feedback and everything, but, um, the, uh, I have had a couple of folks, uh, reach out to me about the Ikea Billy bookshelf, the backspacers that I talked about back in episode 104. Um, those, those are going to go on, onto the broken token website. I, I talked about putting them on Thingiverse uh, to, I talked about putting them on Thingiverse back in episode 104. I've kind of changed my mind because I want to host them on the website, 
um, just so that I can uh, just like that I can have a good presentation on them and then just get some metrics on the downloads and everything like that. Uh, there, there's going to be no cost. I mean, I, I'm going to offer them up at, at no no cost whatsoever. But uh, but I haven't forgot about that. And uh, like I say, a few people have reached out and have, and have asked for them. And uh, trust me, you you'll definitely get them. Uh, it's just been a it's just been a, a time factor in order of operations for me. But I've I've I have thought about that and I definitely want to do it. So. In a nutshell, uh, Brent, in between everything going on with family, that's, uh, you know, I took a, I took a small road trip, got a rally X and then everything else is, is as it, as I said. So that was it. To close the loop on the lighting company here in Louisville, it's yeah. Tocor, T-O-C-O-R, oh. Tocor.com. Okay. And I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. And for some reason, I always want to put a U in there and I call it Tocor. I, I don't know why. Um, but it's Tocor, T-O-C-O-R. Got it. Okay. They're, they're, they're great folks, easy to work with. And, you know, everything I've needed from them, they just go back in the back and get it. It's, cool. Um, they, they, they sell, you can walk in, but they, they primarily service. You're, you're not going to get, if you're local and you go to use them, you're not going to get a presentation like you get at Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah. They primarily cater to uh, professionals. Yeah. Okay. Good. But you can walk in as the public and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll. And then. Yeah. As long as you know what you want, you're well, probably okay. I didn't even know what I wanted. Oh, I just okay. went in and I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And they're okay. This is the. the here's the questions. Yeah. And. Um, I had to do a little homework, like figuring out how many of the, like when I mentioned changing the tombstones, yeah, yeah. how many I needed. Yeah. But other than that, they got me right to where I needed to be. That's, that's good. So, I'm, I'm definitely going to look them up because like I said, I, I've, I've got some of that work to do at my place. So that's awesome. All right, Whitney. So let's, uh, let's transition here. Let's take a little break and then we'll come back. I got a little, t- I got a tech thing I'm going to touch on. It's going to, it's going to grow and blossom in coming shows. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, And then it looks like we are going to be getting into, uh, I guess maybe news and feedback after that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We're going to talk your favorite subject. Uh, new pinball. <laughs> <laughs> I can already feel the don't cares coming on right yeah, now. Don't yep. care meters. <laughs> it's it's getting ready to peg, isn't it? Firing up, firing up. All right, yeah. Let's let's do it, and then we shall be right back. So, Whitney, I'm going to come to the podcasting table with. <sighs> Something that's not as deep as I like to go when we discuss, you know, technical man- matters. I know over the years we've we've delved into monitors to a degree and some yeah. tools oh, yeah. and things like that. And yeah, it's been the the intent here is to to pass on on some knowledge. Okay, I've learned yeah. this. I've made this mistake. Oh, I found this great thing. Here's a technique I've learned. Yeah, I've taught myself. I've discovered, or I've, someone else has taught me, and we share that. Yeah. So, um. This is this is this is like this is going to be a, the cracking open of a door for oh, things to come. Okay, all right, very fair. Um, and I guess you know if things go badly, this is the calmest that I'll be <laughs> as I discuss this as we go. Okay, because this has a potential to turn south on me. Well, I I, I can see where it's going to go, yeah. and, it, and it's a learned it it, it is. Advancing a learned skill is what yes. this is. Yes. So let me start off. Have you heard of a gentleman by the name of Lewis Rossman? 
No, but what you're going to mention next, I, I have read a fair amount about. Okay. In, so, in relation to smartphones. Yes. But, and that's where Lewis comes in. Okay. Got it. Okay. Fair so, enough. So Lewis is a repair tech out of New York. And All right. He, um, I, I don't know what got him started, but he, uh, he'll stream. He has a very active YouTube channel and a very large following. He's probably early to the game or honestly, I can see where his personality would, would help him rocket forward if there was already some folks out there doing this, but Lewis will sit down and he'll, he specializes in, in Macintosh repair. Okay. I think he'll do just about anything. I know he'll do hard drive recovery. He's got clean room style equipment uh, to, okay. to crack open hard drives and transfer platters to other machines. I mean, he he, no, is, he he's in deep. He's in deep. Yeah. And generally, what I see on his videos is he's working on on Apple laptop type products. Okay. And he'll sit down and he'll take you through it. This is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. And, and it is almost like the tech tech version of um, Garrison Keeler. For those that remember, <laughs> yeah. what was his? Uh, a, Lake, pra- a prairie home companion. Thank you. Yeah. Lake Wobegon. Lake, Lake Wobegon. Yes. And he will take you through. Uh, Whitney, you want to talk about my don't care meter bouncing off zero? Yeah. Apple products. Okay. And, and I'm not slighting them. I mean, I know that, that people love them. I just, yeah. I'm not an Apple user Yeah, I, in any way, shape or form. I have no desire to be, okay. I've looked at some of the products. I've had my hands on some of the products. I, I just, I, I like my Android stuff. I'm happy with my windows devices. I have, I, I don't, I don't care. You're not the customer. For I'm them. not the customer yeah. for them, yeah. uh, okay. but I can I watch it. Lewis repair an Apple device uh-huh. and I'm learning things about what he's doing. I'm learning, watching his techniques. And then he will spin into this, just life experiences, stories, things that are going on in New York, his personal opinion about this. He's a very interesting man. Okay. And he is really really smart okay i'm I'm definitely gonna have to look him up because I, i've never heard of him before it, 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 you know before now okay yeah you, you've got it and i encourage listeners to i put his uh his website and his youtube channel in the show notes one of the things he's a big proponent of whitney is right to repair and that ties in with where you've heard and read about mm-hmm. cell phone repair oh yeah and, and he'll, he'll even talk about tesla because tesla's one that really wants to keep they they don't want independent shops working on stuff. If uh, if you if you break the magic seal, they'll void the warranty on your car, and they'll even go as far in some cases. Now this may have changed. Uh, they'll disable like fast charging ability. The hmm, I've not heard that. Yeah, now they may not do that anymore. Okay, but you know if you call for support on a car, they've they've listed as we no longer support it. They'll say sorry, we can't help you. Uh, they'll do the chart. They have done in the past, the charging disable thing. Huh? It, I, I know that there are third party repair facilities out there like Gruber motors and, and things like that. I, I mean, I've been, I've been reading up a lot on Tesla. On, on Tesla. Yeah. I, I have. This, this may have changed. Yeah. You EVs know, and everything like I, that. I'm, yeah. I'm going back to oh, yeah, comments no. on Tesla several years sure, ago. Sure. Sure. No, I totally get it. And the narrative may have changed too. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I, I get where you're going with this. Yeah. So yeah. And, and Lewis is, Lewis has come and he's testified in many court cases and he's been successful in some states helping them pass right to repair, which basically is legislation. In a nutshell, it's legislation that that 
enforces your ability to repair products you've purchased. And a lot of the basis is I've gone out, I've bought this cell phone. It is my cell phone. Uh Uh-huh. If I want to repair it, if I want to do something to it, if I want to modify it, it is my phone. And just because you disagree with it, um, that doesn't it, that that you don't not, you no longer have the right to disable that. Okay. I t- another big one about is, is uh, John Deere. John oh, Deere. John Deere. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They do yes. that in their farm equipment. Yes, they do. And there has even been some conversation about like software as it comes to your big three uh, auto manufacturers in, in that this is you, when you buy the car, you don't own it. You don't yeah. own that software. Yeah. It, it, I understand for, for warranty purposes and all that. Yeah. there's a lot of discussion here. Yeah. I'm not touching all that. Lewis Rossman, he's very active in that area. He's also very intelligent and he, uh, he shares his knowledge and along with that comes, he has to, because the stuff he works on, it's all surface mount. Yeah. Yep. So as part of him showing this, he is, and he's teaching people, he's very, very interested in because he's doing the videos. He's very interested in sharing that knowledge. That's, that's one of the, I'm sure there's a, there's a monetary aspect to it. Lewis will tell you in not so many words, a lot of the decisions he makes is based is as a business decision. Mm -hmm. He's, he's in business to make money, Mm -hmm. to put food, food on his table and keep his, his, uh, to be able to live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, he makes no bones about that, but he does share that knowledge in, 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 in making videos meets two ends here. As he makes those videos, there's always the question, well, what tool, tools are you using? How do you do that? Well, this is really expensive. So he's even gone above and beyond and he, he has looked for budget friendly options for people looking to do surface mount soldering okay all right now going back just, you, just to kind of get into it to right? get to, yeah. well here's the interesting thing a lot of the stuff he uses uh is stuff that he recommends even from a budget-friendly perspective and okay. he he's had the hacko stuff he's had the high-end stuff and uh, it's not uncommon for him in his video, he'll reach over and he'll pick up a hot air station that is one of the more budget friendly options. He's He's got long videos, like 30 minute videos, which is his videos are long, by the way, it, but they don't seem like they're long. They, they draw you in. But he's done long videos where he's he's okay. This this is the budget option I've had for a hot air station. I'm having problems offering it on my store. Um, if you want, I'll give you a link to Amazon. But uh, I can get this one, and it has the same performance. And here's all my testing, and here's how I tested it. And you can watch him test it live. And here's what I think about it. Uh, and and here's why I had this hack this hacko that I used to recommend and here's why I can't recommend their new hacko or here's why I can recommend a pace or this he's he's straight up and not only is he recommending things that are friendly to people that are budget conscious he's using them in a production environment 
Okay. Got okay. Yeah. So you can see in his bench, he'll have Hacko gear. He'll have Weller gear. He'll have some of the this more budget friendly gear. And I keep saying budget friendly because I'm staying away from cheap. This to harken back to the first segment, we were talking a little bit about Harbor Freight. There's stuff in Harbor Freight that's definitely cheap. You get maybe one use out of it and you're done. You basically throw it away. It met its it met its need if if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. And it's disposable. But you're you went into it knowing you're not buying professional equipment. You're not buying a DeWalt stapler. Yeah. You're buying a Harbor Freight Chicago pneumatic. Yeah. And you're gonna get your flooring job done. And then it's used up. And then it's used up. Yeah, it's exactly. done. Yeah. You know, but Harbor Freight is also stepping up with higher level lines of tools that are reasonably priced as a competitor, almost I would say in quality to your cobalts and your snap-ons mm-hmm. and you know, it probably really good, definitely good for home users and probably pretty darn good for mild commercial everyday use yeah 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 versus something like a snap-on that's going to last with heavy commercial use day in and day out you know right, so right. That, that's and that's the line lewis is walking with some of these recommendations so all right so where does all this go and that big box in front of you whitney is is a microscope oh you bought one that's there's a microscope in that box okay which is going to be my first step in having equipment ready to begin to understand how to do surface surface mount interesting work. okay got it got it uh, now so the microscope lewis recommends it's awesome it is actually as i was i need to click his link if you go to lewis's store you know he he'll have a section on microscopes and he'll have a link he doesn't sell it he shows you where to go on amazon and it's a scope that he actually uses in his videos um it actually went unavailable as I was mulling over looking at the hot air station options. So the one I bought, I think his is like an S it's an Amscope SM four TH or, or, uh, uh, no, um, I, I, there's a minor difference in the numbers. I, I, I can't recall. Okay. But the, what ended up happening is, is it went unavailable. And then the model I bought was basically the same model, but with, um, better magnification on the low end. So like the low end of his scope was like seven times up to however many times. And this one goes down to like three X. Okay. And with the same high end. So basically it was the same scope with a little modification to it. Regardless, he's done this homework for you. He did the homework for me. And I I, kind of looked at it as an expert opinion. I could go out and I could make a mistake and buy uh, a budget-friendly hot air station that turns out to be cheap. Or I could buy an an expensive hot air station or an expensive microscope that doesn't really fit the need. Because I don't know what I don't know. That's where Lewis comes in and my trust in Lewis. Um, I, I've watched Lewis even before I decided, okay, this is something I, I really need to dive into. It's it's getting to be time. All right. Here's where the door is cracked open. I got the scope. It's sitting there in a box. Not even cut the box open yet. I've had it for 
probably almost two weeks at this point. <laughs> I, I trust I'm me. hoping trust there's me, a scope in there. There will be. And not a cinder block or yeah, two, because yeah. that box is heavy. heavy. Yeah. <laughs> the next, and so I bought the scope. The scope put me back about six bills. I was looking on Amazon, and it, I mean, it's its pricey yeah. yep, for what and, it is. And then uh, um, the LED light to go underneath it to really light the workplace is about 40 bucks, and it's made by the same manufacturer. Then the hot air station is going to be another couple hundred dollars, three, four hundred dollars. So it's going to be about a thousand dollar endeavor to get started into this. And, you know, again, that's where I kind of go back to a subject, a trusted subject matter expert, because I don't know what I don't know. And it's an expensive mistake if I buy something that is 50% of what I need versus if I take his opinion or the opinion of a trusted expert and try to get closer, shoot to get closer to 90% or 80% of what it turns out I might need. Okay. And honestly, I think as I, as I'm starting out, it's going to be a hundred percent of what I need. And I don't think I'm going to hit a limitation of anything until I'm a few years down the road and a lot of practice down the road. Okay. So I'm comfortable with my decision and I'm comfortable I'm rec- I'm comfortable recommending Lewis as a source of truth here for anyone else that's considering doing this not knowing where to go, not knowing what you don't know and needing a place to start. And it it kind of almost is like that LED conversation Whitney. How do I want to do this? How do I want to slice and dice this? There's a hundred different options. There's a hundred different manufacturers of, of lamps. Do I want to go an eight foot fixture and convert it to a uh, uh, two eight foot tubes or four four foot tubes. Do I need that saddle in the middle that I talked about for the retrofit kit to do that? Do I want to do direct yeah. wire? Yeah. Do I want to get an LED tube that lets me keep my ballast? What do I want to do? That's where I went to a subject matter expert that I trusted <laughs> to help me cut through all that. No, I mean this is awesome because uh, you know I'm I'm going to be the first person to say to say this or I'm, I have no problem saying this. I would love to learn to do this, but I don't really have the time or the bandwidth right now to dig I, into I don't it. either. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be, I, I've said this a lot. I keep, I get, th- this is my theme for shows, Whitney. I get a phrase and I hang, I hang on that phrase yeah. for the whole show. Yeah. How many times in the show have I said, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I feel like I've said it 47 times. Yeah. Um, so, same here. I don't have the bandwidth right now. Yeah. And I'm reading the tea leaves a little bit. I know this is something that's been on my radar for a bit, about a year or so. Mm -hmm. I've been a a casual fan of Lewis's for a long time. And I tried to do a little of the research on my own, and then it brought me right back to Lewis, Lewis Rossman. Yeah, I got it. And the reason it's sitting here now is, let's just be honest, I've got the opportunity to purchase it now, both from a financial perspective and uh, an availability perspective. So that's why I acted. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it before, before I think the writing's on the wall that we're going to have fuel much higher. Well, guess what? Everything else goes higher because of that. Yeah. Because all the trains, they run on diesel. Yeah. All the ships that bring the stuff from overseas, they run on diesel. Yeah. All the majority of the trucks that get them, even if it's a gas truck that Amazon used to bring that to my house. Well, the truck that got it to the depot, Mm -hmm. Diesel. diesel. Yeah. And then even if it's a gas truck that did that last leg, it's gasoline. Yeah. 
So I, I, Whitney, I don't know if you've noticed here around town. I think I've talked about this on the show on the show before. There's a large mall over here by me, and uh, there's a, a dead hole, if you will. Uh, at one end where the anchor store has, has kind of gone out and the store that's gone in, it doesn't draw the traffic. So that s- large section of the parking lot has been on and off the last couple of years, chain link fenced off and the local Ford plant. We have a, um, they make uh, light trucks here mm-hmm. in Louisville. They are using that as a staging area and it's chock full again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they're waiting on now. The last time it was full, they, they were missing some chips that they needed for a mm-hmm. dash module. Yeah. I don't know what they need now, but there's a literal fleet of, of brand new trucks over there. Just sitting. Right now. Just, just sitting. sitting. Yeah. Brand new. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I had the opportunity. This is something that was on my to-do list. I don't have the bandwidth to do it now, but I was able to move on it while I wanted to move on it while I had the opportunity. Yeah, no, I, so I that's totally, why it's here. Yeah, I totally get it. Well, I, I'm looking forward to to seeing what what you do with it and and how and how that how that skill kind of uh, kind of grows itself out because there's a need for that. Uh, there's a need for that skill and there's certain parts of the hobby that that just full on require it especially if you were going to do some work on some consoles uh yep. i mean if you if you ever wanted to get into doing repair work on you know a playstation or you know an n64 or a gamecube if or, i want to put ram on a neo geo yeah you're going to uh, there's yep. there's a few pieces that are um i think piece a couple pieces of the video ram or through hole but the rest of it's all, all surface, surface mount, mount. Yep. yep there you go so Interesting. Well, I'll be looking forward. Like I say, I'll be looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, The only thing that I wanted to add to this, Brent, and I didn't really know what section of the show to put it in, but I I think it finds a good home here, is... um, I had uh, listener Mike Thomas. We we had him on on episode one hundred and four. So he he sat in and uh, God bless Mike. He drove all the way from New Hampshire <laughs> to be on the to be to come to Louisville Arcade Expo and, and sit in on the show. And we really appreciated that. Uh, I, Mike and I were talking about uh, just some test bench equipment, and he he clued me into this. Uh, and this product, I Brent, I didn't even know this product existed. I, I don't know if you've seen this before or not. Well, somewhere somewhere you and I've talked about this. Uh huh. And uh, I didn't know it existed, but I'm going to come clean. I've since since then. Acquired one. Well, it, well, <laughs> so so have I. Okay, okay. yeah. The, so, the, the yes. one in the picture is mine. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah. My, mine needs to be cleaned up, but and it's out in the garage. But yeah, I've, I've, I, I liked it so much. I I bought the company. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, what we're talking about, and this is this is one of those scenarios where much like spending Brent's money, it, it's uh, I, I liked it. I liked it give i guess kind of coin catchphrases for things but this is uh, one of those things that that ought to go in a segment called what's on our test bench and what i'm talking about and and you can you can go look this up i'll give the model number first and then we'll do a, a description on it this is the b and k precision it's called a tr1 tr-110 tr-110 iso pack and essentially what this is, is this is a, an, a, an isolated transformer 
pack that, that is user configurable. So what this allows for you, for you as the end user to do is you plug this into your, your standard, uh, you know, 110, 120, uh, you know, household, uh, household current, uh, household voltage current. And it, it has two outlets at the top that are, that are essentially direct pass through. So it, 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 it will act as a, uh, I, I guess a, a very expensive version <laughs> of a power strip for you. Okay. Um, but but where this gets interesting is on the bottom, and uh, it has two outlets on the bottom uh, that that allow you to to essentially choose via some selector switches the current that you want the uh, voltage. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the voltage that that you want uh, configured as, and it's isolated, and it's so awesome because it gives you essentially uh, the ability to say, okay, I want to have. Uh, 90 volt, you know, 90 volt current or 90 volt, um, you know, power feed. I want 110, I want 120, I want, uh, you know, 100 for like a Nintendo monitor, uh, 110, 125. It goes all the way up to 140 volts, which is, which is awesome. Um, and then, then of course you've got the power outlets, uh, you know, down at the bottom of the ISO pack for that. So what's, what's so fantastic about this is essentially turn the, you know, turn the, the isolated, uh, outlets off, move the switches, you know, reconfigure the voltage that, that you want the, the outlets to run at, turn it back on, and then you can power, uh, you know, a, a Sanyo monitor on the bench. You could turn in and power, uh, you know, a vector monitor on the bench. You could power a Cinematronics monitor. You could power any of your, you know, uh, standard res or medium, you know, medium res monitors. Uh, it's just awesome because you don't have to go and rob uh, ISO transformers out of out of other cabinets to run monitors. And this is kind of a one stop shop. I don't know that I would make this a portable unit. Because, oh, it's heavy because it's it's heavy, and I just don't really know that it would survive the beat around in in the way that you know a travel you know a travel pack would would put it under but for a test bench if you want you know if you want one power supply to power any monitor any arcade monitor that you would probably ever need to power on a bench this is it the the tr110 iso pack and uh we'll have a picture of this in the show notes do you remember what you paid for your sprint just out of curiosity um i it, it was more of a trade type situation. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, w- once I realized what it was because of our conversation, I was like, I need to have that. Once, yes. When I saw it was, it really was serendipitous. Yes. And it, the, the, the other thing that lined up with this is in, in the myriad of things that I want to do, I was, I, I, every time I get my, bench isolation transformer rig out yeah i'm like i've got to redo this this is the most ludicrous thing i have done yeah and it's literally an isolation transformer screwed to a board (laughs) and then i put a a a plastic box on it that i drilled a hole in for a switch yep and there's it's fused and then so the the tabs the uh, to the isolation transformer are open air and they're just right there on the, you know, right there on the ISO. And then on the outside of the, coming out of the ISO, the pigtail I've got, uh, it's got a, uh, a, um, a Molex connector on it that 
I could use for a monitor. And then I've got a series of adapters that plug into that, that adapt it to the handful of standard connectors that I've seen on monitors over the years, yeah, yep. including one that just comes out to bare wire. Cause occasionally you'll get the wire, the <laughs> monitor that's just been cut. It's been so cut. I'll twist them together and wire nut them and turn it on. Yeah. And, and I've thought about redoing that thing time. And th- oh, well it worked just fine. I'll stick it back on the shelf and yeah. oh my gosh, I need to fix this. And with this, since it basically gives you U.S. style outlets, yeah. What I'll do is I'll take the that's that spate of adapters and I'll just put the <laughs> ends on it that mat, mate to this and plug right into plug it. it and right I'm done. In. Yeah, and then you you just slide your switches around and call it done. And, yeah, and yeah. and then the limit. You're right because the limitation of the one I've got it only does 115 volt. Yeah. So I can't do a Nintendo monitor. I'd have I got an entire Nintendo power uh, supply. Power supply. Yeah. Uh, whatever you call those, the board with the vertical ISO and everything out of yeah. Nintendo. I've got an entire one of those in my, in available in my shop yeah. that I have to go get yeah. if I'm doing a Nintendo. Yeah. So it, a Sanyo. It, yeah. It, it, this, this is just a superior way to, to run monitors on your test bench. Um, you know, I, I bought mine on eBay. I found it on eBay after talking to Mike and uh, I paid $150 for mine is 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 what I wound up paying. I went back and looked at it. And uh that's actually on the low end of what I've seen them. This go looks for. very clean, like it was very well maintained. Yes, yes. Mine's it, pretty filthy. It's got a lot of I I've been setting for a long time dust. Uh, oh oh does it? Yeah. Okay. No, this one this one works a treat. Uh it's it is it's it's as I mean it is so clean. It's so nice and uh yeah I mean yeah the price is a little high I guess but but, but here's the thing. I mean, when you when you find out about this vintage equipment, then you go to try to find vintage yeah. equipment. You don't find vintage equipment for a good for a good deal, unless I guess in a situation like yours where you're able to trade for it. But uh, but you know, like in a situation like me where I don't really have a whole lot of trade options, you just kind of go you go fishing for it. You know, yeah, something like this. Now I, I I'm assuming that the they're, they're switching the different voltages because the the trans because i'm assuming this thing has got to have a massive transformer in it I mean, oh oh it weighs like it does oh too. Yeah, it, yeah it weighs like it it's yeah it's all transformer yeah definitely. so my assumption is is what you're doing with those switches is you're just basically switching to uh the correct secondaries is what you're doing i.e there's a, a boatload of windings in there yeah so if, if I wanted to make this just with a standard one-to-one, you're going to put 115 in, 120 in, get 115, 120 out, standard off, you know, quarter or uh, two-thirds the size of a, ba- a U.S. baseball ISO transformer that, yep. that, that, that like mine's made out of, mm-hmm. to put it in a package that nice, by the time I... I sourced the material, made it. Did, I'd have more than $150 of my time in yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There, and it would still be the one voltage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, when, when Mike showed me this, uh, I mean, I was I was pretty... Uh, I was pretty flabbergasted with it because it's like, wow, I had no idea this thing even existed. Oh, I didn't either. I yeah. didn't either. It's like this is this is brand new to me, and uh, and so finding it was uh, was actually actually a treat. So well, because of you, when I saw mine, uh-huh. the one I've got now, I was like, oh, I I recognized it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. I'd probably just glossed right over it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so this is this is a, a very nice piece of kit. Is uh, is probably the best way to to sum that up. So. 
hopefully that that helps some helps some folks. I mean, don't mean to create a run on a piece of vintage equipment, well, but create a run because we've already got ours. exactly. I was going to say, but, <laughs> but have at it because we've got ours and we're we're sitting okay, you know, when it comes to that right now. But you know something, the thing is, I, I you know, again, the, the money. The money on it is like, oh wow, that's that's a little pricey for what it is. But at the same point, it's really not. It's not. It's no. not. You know, so it's it's just one of those things where you you have to say, okay, is it worth it to me? And it's like, yeah, it's pretty novel. It's very clever. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we're good. So anyway, that's uh, that's the tech segment. So yeah, the B and K TR one ten ISO pack <laughs> set your eBay searches up, and good luck to you. Whitney, I think we got a little feedback. And we do, we do, <laughs> we do. Yes. and because and I, I know what we're building to, and I'm not thrilled. But go ahead. <laughs> fair enough. That, that's okay. That's so. okay. Yeah, it's the whole new pinball talk. We'll we'll we'll, we'll push our I way have through opinion, that. I have opinions. I'm kind of fair, fair enough I, on this one. I do as well. But uh, but yeah. So we're we're here at the segment of the show where we call uh, Yo Mailbag and. Uh, have gotten in some feedback over the hiatus and uh, I pulled some there'll be some for the next episode as well but uh, Brent I'll read through these and then we can discuss if that's okay and uh, and please you read because I can barely see them fair fair enough yeah no no problem no problem so the first one uh, is uh, from Mark Davidson uh, the gentleman who, who got us the the Milwaukee Tech bags and Mark writes Hey, Brent and Whitney, longtime follower of the Broken Token website from even before you became a podcast. And I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, he, so Mark, Mark continues on. He says, your most recent discussion on tool bags has sent me down a similar rabbit hole trying to come up with the best solution. I've become quite fond of both Milwaukee Tech bags you suggested, but haven't finished running them through their paces quite yet. I would be interested in your further assessment, so I've included a pair of each suggested bags for your evaluation. Now, this is as part of the as part of the gift here. He says, additionally, I've recently discovered the most simple of the most simple of tools that I now can't live without from the German manufacturer Wea, a, min, a miniature chip pulling crowbar, for lack of a better term, is now part of tools always in my tech bag. Its routed edges prevent any uh, circuit board damage while working on our favorite arcade classics. This could normally be found on Amazon. He gives the link while having the show notes. Thanks again for all you do and bring back the four plus hour episodes. I spent a lot of time in the car. Mark Davidson, basementarcade.com. So there we go. I'm glad to see that. I clicked the wheel link here. Yeah. And I'm glad to see that, you know, it's, it's out here. I remember when I got the, the one that I gave to you. Uh huh. Oh, hold on here one second. Oh no, no, you're, you're fine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. For the one that you gave to me. (laughs) The one that I gave to you. Are you going to live? I I don't know. I may. All right. Well, just finish the show and then we'll talk about what happens later. It it seemed like they, I mean, they were out there, but it's like two available, three available. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad to see that the, the stuff is, oh, look, visit the Wea store right here. This is on Amazon. (laughs) It's like, uh, oh, Wow. They've got a lot, don't they? I'm sorry, I'm completely distracted. No, no, no. Man, look, it, they have some really, some really nice, nice looking screwdrivers. Some really nice looking screwdrivers, no doubt. And, and the, screwdriver sets and the, everything like that. That's nuts. They make hand tools. You see these these insulated screwdrivers too? Yeah, I mean, look at them. Awesome. Scroll down here a little bit, like the presentation oh, and yeah. the foam tray. The foam on tray, wow. That's going to cost me some money. Jeez. I like that. All right. So okay, I any, anyway. All right, yeah. I back quit looking at this. Back to the, <laughs> back to the show. <laughs> Again, uh... Again, Mark, I'm 
I, I have it. It's sitting here next to me. I know Whitney's got his own, but I won't let him too close to mine. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, um, uh, I've got a, a handful of things I've got to get done here the next couple of days, but like Whitney, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the back of my head. I've, I, I, these tools need to be moved. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was so, me as well. That was me as well. Thank you again. Yeah. Mark. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, so the next one is from, uh, and I'm, I'm, I hope I don't butcher this. I'm going to say it, Anthony Pape. And uh, Anthony writes in, and he, he's got like the most awesome email address. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's demonicpumpkina at AOL.com. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. That is the demonic pumpkin. That is hilarious, man. <laughs> so, Anthony, sorry, sorry about that. Any spam, you, I just, it just, I'm sorry. It's, it's on us, but it's such an awesome email address. I, I just, I, I couldn't go without saying that. But uh, Anthony writes in, he says, uh, just binged every episode for my drive to and from work. It's about a three-hour commute total, and I absolutely love your show. It took about three months of driving to hear it all, and I guess by all, he means, like, all. <laughs> um, gosh, Anthony, sorry about that. Uh, one of the best moments would be whenever I would acquire a new game or pen, like Dig Dug or Asteroids or, or the Terminator 2 pen or uh, TFTC or, or PinBot. You guys would always bring up vector monitors, uh, vector monitors or System 11 games. You said, I need more tech talk. I found the advice <laughs> given was absolutely solid in my collecting as well as my moonlighting as an arcade repair tech to a nearby bar with 20 machines. Thanks for sharing such a great podcast with the world and look forward to many more. Well, Anthony, thank you for the kind words. Certainly appreciate that. And uh, if you're hearing this, then you know we've we've not uh, we've not thrown in the towel just yet. Everything's good to go. But uh, but we hopefully we can get you more of that content that you love, Anthony. Just uh, just hang with us, everybody. So I'm gonna stick. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stick a thing in the show notes. Yeah, uh, that is related. But when I heard his email address, it made me think of this. Okay. Um, I'll wait, I'll wait for it to sink in. Okay, I'll, on, I'll, wait, wait, I'll wait for one, wait. Note, one note to bring it over. Well, actually, so. hold on. I'm, I'm gonna, now that you're waiting, I'm okay. going to throw this YouTube link in here because um, ideally you'll get it. And as I'm generally describing it, uh -huh. you, you, <laughs> you will catch a little bit of it. Okay. It will get your reaction live. Okay. So this was a thing that went viral for whatever viral was many, many years ago. And uh, if I remember the story of it, it was a Halloween thing. And it, it, I see it looks like the CW15 in Omaha. So I, I'm assuming that's Omaha, Nebraska. I don't know if there's another Omaha, like there's multiple Louisville's across the country. Yeah, that's a good point. Don't know. But uh, I'm pretty sure the story behind this is it was a thing that I believe it was the weatherman did. And it was a dance. Have you gotten it yet, Whitney? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm, the, I'm still waiting on it. This gentleman actually ended up uh, on, I think it was Amer was it American America's Got Talent with oh, Simon Cowell. Okay, here it is. Yes. Yeah, okay. So describe what you're seeing, Whitney. Uh, I I don't even really know how to how to describe <laughs> this. It's called the KXVO Pumpkin Dance, and it's it's this. It's this guy who he's he's in all black and he's like a mime, like a I black guess. leotard. Yeah, black leotard, and he has a jack o' lantern for a face, <laughs> and then uh, as his head, and then he breaks out into <laughs> the only thing I can consider it to be is uh, just um, I, I I I don't even know what dancing style this is. It's crazy. <laughs> 
that's great. Look at him. He's so happy. Oh, look, he, oh he's You can't happy. see his face, but look at it. Look at his eyes. Yeah. Oh, you know he's smiling underneath. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. having a ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's totally having a good time underneath that. So this thing went crazy, and um, <laughs> he ended up on America's Got Talent, and it, I'll have to try that, find that video too, and stick it in the show notes. But yeah, when I heard demonic pumpkin, <laughs> yeah, out of this thing, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, yeah, that, yeah. I've never seen that before. You've uh, never seen? No, I never have. I'll watch it in its entirety, and then probably never watch it again. You know, that's one of those things. I'll give it its full play, and then I'm done. But no, that that's that's funny. The guy's actually a pretty good dancer too. Um, the last one comes from a listener by the name of Jeremy Newbold. And uh, Jeremy writes in and he says, uh, I really hope you guys are doing well. Just wanted to say hi and that I miss my favorite pinball and arcade podcast. I'm sure life is crazy for the two of you. And if you don't put out any more shows, I just want to say thank you for the content you have provided over the years. If you do put out more shows, then yay and thank you. I've been a loyal fan for a long time. I've been going to LAX since around the time Wizard of Oz was released and have listened to you guys uh, from around the same time. You've provided many hours of laughter, lots of insightful knowledge of how game systems and pinball machines work, and even how to deal with plumbing issues. Yeah, <laughs> touche, Jeremy, that, that, that we have. Uh, you, you nailed that one. Either way. I just wanted to say thank you for all you two and your families have given to the community. Wasn't that, isn't that nice? It is. That is that is so nice, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Certainly appreciate that. Uh, I'll, I'll, do, you, do you know Jeremy? By I do chance? not. Neither um, do I. Neither I do I'm I. sure we've had to have, have met him, but no, I don't know. I don't know Jeremy by. By, by name. No, I don't know either. I, hopefully we have met him. Uh, and Jeremy, hopefully uh, Brent and I are just face blind and we've uh, we've met you and we were uh, hopefully very courteous and, and uh, you know, good, good hosts. But uh, if not, then definitely see us at the next LAX. You know, Whitney, um, I, I'm going to kind of cue off what Jeremy said here. And uh, I've used this word. Here's my I've had a phrase. Now, here's my word for the show humbled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By yeah. the by the people that have reached out just asking, hey, is everything all right? Because there's there's a lot of listeners that do have direct contact information for us. People that um, have managed to, you know, I've given it given years now. I don't know how many times, Whitney, I'm sure you're on. I don't know how many mailing lists. And, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So that's why I get that yeah. stuff. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, sure. You can have my number. <laughs> <laughs> 502. <laughs> uh, but but in all seriousness, it's um, you, you kind of wonder, like, does anybody listen? And we know we, we, we see the downloads. We know mm. we know people listen and we're, we're appreciative of it. But um, it's interesting to be on the other side of the mic. I know that I have the same thoughts when shows I like kind of disappear for oh, a bit. Yeah. yeah, you wonder what's yeah. going on. Um, yeah. And when you're on this side of the mic, like we mentioned in the beginning, it's like three months melt away. Yeah. And it's, geez. Yeah, yeah. It's And, and you, you never, ever plan for the hiatus. It, it's the last thing that you want to have happen. But at the same point, there's there's just there's just priorities that uh, that have got to be honored and things that have had that just have to be done. Uh, I, I I mean, if I look back on it, Brent, I mean, before before these two you know kind of back to back hiatuses, uh, you know, due to what's been going on with my family, I mean, outside of well, outside of COVID, um, in or just being 
Well, man, almost all the breaks have been my fault. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think back here, I, or have involved me. I think back here, okay, let's see. Family, COVID, work, uh, you know, travel, get sick, wh- whatever it is. Oh, I've had my fair share. I mean, that's that's it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there was a couple that uh, opportunities where we, we had to bring in a fill in because yeah. you, you're, especially with your job, you travel. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. and my job does not need, require that. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I've definitely had family stuff that I just, Whitney, I'm sorry. I, I don't have, I, I just don't want to sit down and talk about games. Yeah. I was, and, and so I, trust it's me, not man. all you. No, no, no. I, I know. Whitney, it's not you. It's uh, me. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> well, I get it. And, and you know, and, and to kind of pull back the curtain for a bit, I mean, there, there, when all of that's going on in your life, you don't feel like talking about games and you don't feel like talking about pinball and you don't, and you sure, sure as heck don't feel like, you know, spending time and digging out information and, 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 uh, you know, I'll just go ahead and say it. I mean, doing the, doing the time to put the show notes together and Mm -hmm. to build a show. It's like during those times, that's the last thing on your mind at that, at that point in time. And, and so you have to work through it and get to the point to where you can circle back to the point to where you can devote you can devote the you know the the time and the cycles in order to get it done. So it's it's just you know, it's just how how it's just the you know, rhythm of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's shift here a little bit, Whitney. It looks like we've got news from across the pond. We do, we do. And uh, by, by the time that this comes out, I, I think uh, I think all, all of this will will have have already hit the the news waves. Uh, you know, before before it uh, you know before it's here on our show. But I did want to uh, to give congratulations to to my to my good friend Alex Crowley over in the UK. Uh, Alex is uh, he is going into a business partnership with uh, two gentlemen uh, by the name of Neil Thomas, who is uh, who goes who has a YouTube channel called RMC Retro, and in uh, another gentleman by the name of James Bradley, and Alex is going to be the curator of an arcade museum. Uh, at a uh, at a place called the Cave that is in the Belvedere the Belvedere Mill uh, the Belvedere Mill in Chalford, I had to make sure that I said all that all that correctly because those are words that I'm not I'm not used to pronouncing. Yep. So I had to you know back up and go slow with and that. T- and, yeah, take the take the Kentucky out of it. Yes, yes, yeah. You heard me. I had to I had to back up and go again. But uh, but this this is fantastic because this is something that Alex has been talking to me about for for weeks and weeks now. And uh, it's it's a new opportunity for him. It's a it's a partnership uh, between between Neil and James and, and Alex. And uh, Neil has got a, a very very established YouTube channel, uh, lots and lots of subs. If you, if you go check it out, and he goes through uh, he goes through vintage computing topics, and so. As I understand it, uh, Niels wanted to expand the cave and uh, start to focus a bit more on uh, on, on classic arcade history and, and classic ar- arcade content. And uh, he went to Alex. He approached Alex, and uh, they they struck up uh, you know they struck up a business agreement. And uh, Alex is going to be running the the arcade museum there. So they're going to be curating a, a rotating number of cabinets, uh, all focused on the history of the games. And this is uh, this is so awesome because it's going to provide a, a very very curated public gathering space for arcade related events and uh if you've if you've seen any of alex's uh youtube content especially his his home arcade 
you you'll get a sense for his style and his his eye for design and what he bring what he can bring to uh what he can bring to the uh the cave there uh there in in chalford so uh, i wish him uh, both of us uh, here at the show wish alex nothing but the best of luck uh more details to follow as as we have them but uh, alex is very excited and rightfully so and uh i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with uh what he does with this uh with this new career here so it's uh congratulations buddy and we, we look forward to uh look forward to featuring that as you uh, as you grow it so I, I think that's the kind of news uh brent that we love to talk about okay uh that that's somebody doing good and making good and 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 really uh you know really really changing their livelihood to be part of the, you know, to, to build on it as, as part of the community and part of the hobby. So I, I think that's absolutely awesome. <sighs> now this breath. next one, this next one, though. <laughs> I have questions. Yeah, go you, ahead. you do have questions. No, okay. go ahead. No, no, oh, okay. No, no. About the next, go ahead. Okay. Fair enough. This next one is the release of toy story Four pinball by Jersey Jack pinball designed by designed by mr pat lawler uh a uh, a fixture in the pinball community never heard of him no. <laughs> and uh it, oh brent i can look down the I road <laughs> i can look down the row and know that's not right um so so here i mean there's so many things i could say about this uh i mean number one you know new pinball is good pinball i'm not going to argue that it's great to see it's great to see jersey jack you know continuing on and in building you know building new games and and putting new themes out there and everything like that i i i was i was a bit taken taken aback though by the focus on the movie toy story 4 rather than the than, rather than the franchise itself i'm sure there are reasons for that but uh but brent i i i just could not get enthused about this and i i you know i i looked at the games there's a collector's edition that that uh that went for fifteen thousand dollars it sold out literally in minutes it was gone the allotment was just gone the, the and there's also a limited edition which i you know to me looks a bit more like i guess a a premium in the if i were to equate it to the to the stern to the stern offerings it's twelve thousand dollars limited to five thousand units still for sale um I, i'm sure it, Again, by the time this show makes it to air, this this will be old news. As we are recording this, this is fairly recent news. And there's been other shows that have covered it, and uh, it, it ad nauseum. So I mean, there's it, there's really no there's really no need to to dig into the the gory gory details of this. You know, I'm just you know I, I'm a bit more. <laughs> I see what you did there. I'm I'm a bit more interested in. Your your thought on the theme? I mean, does this resonate for you? Is this? Yeah, you're shaking your head. No, I, I guess I guess the, the the don't care meters at eleven yeah. on this. Huh? You started out right where where I already had my mind going, which was I, more pinball is good. Oh, it and, is, and it, it, it always is. I'm and, not, and I'm glad for that. I I don't understand the Toy Story four. Mm-mm. I mean, Toy Story is such. A, it's a franchise. It's not a movie. It's a right. franchise. It is such. It, it's Toy Story. It's not Toy Story One, Toy Story Two, Toy Story. I mean, I, I saw Toy Story Four. I enjoyed Toy Story Four. I don't know if you've seen Toy Story Four. I have not. I don't want to put any spoilers out there, but I am. I mean, there were single. I mean, I. 
I mean, it, I've, I've, I think it had a good story. I yeah. enjoyed it, but it was Toy Story four. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't. I'll give them this. They didn't. They kind of re-racked some of the same concepts and themes. Yeah, but it into it to itself, it was a completely different story. It 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 was a continuation of the life of these toys. Yeah, and yeah. and and their. Their, their their air quotes lives, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. how they lived, how they yeah. did things. Where, what was, I mean, I thought we had the resolution of the story in three, but we, apparently we had to go for more money. And, <laughs> but they did it well. But like you said, it's a franchise. And I don't understand, I'm with you. I don't know if Disney was just optioning for because it was the most current property. I don't know if you couldn't get a blanket. Um, I don't know if you couldn't just, option the characters individual it i'm sure it came down to some decision that related to how they could get the licensing done but i think if i was going to do a toy story game i would have probably optioned toy story one and just i i, I don't know I, I i'm this i'm definitely armchair quarterbacking this i i have no idea yeah but i don't care yeah and i hate to say that yeah i i do i do too and this theme this specific iteration of this theme just falls so flat for me it because i i I guess i i guess i was part of the i was in the camp that anticipated it being based on the franchise itself and and going through the story of the or going through isolated portions of the stories of the franchise itself rather than the movie now or rather than the fourth movie and all that being said i, I haven't seen toy story 4 and i don't i'm just looking at the the limited i don't even remember if jess this is how how memory much i remember i don't even remember if jesse was in toy story 4 huh because by the time you got to toy story 4 your your main cast had really rotated out yeah because you'd gotten yeah. away from the you'd gotten away from the 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 Andy's room. Uh-huh. Andy was in college at this point. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, the toys had moved on and there was yeah. even in toy story three, I think they even were showing like yard sales and things where yep. that they were starting to get the, 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 the gang was, was broke up. The gang was the getting band, broke yeah. up. Yeah. And I mean, you know, one of my favorite characters of the entire franchise is bullseye the horse the horse the yeah, horse i two. absolutely love bullseye in number two he i mean he just he bullseye melted my heart. oh yeah he was I, he made you like he was just enthusiastic oh i just loved i just loved bullseye you know and and so i'm sitting there sitting there looking through this and it's like where's bullseye you know and and so i don't see bullseye and so you know ultimately it's just one of those scenarios where i it, I mean, I, I obviously it sold well, good for Jersey Jack. I mean, that's that's money in the bank for them to continue to do more. But yeah, I, it just it just feels like a really missed opportunity from from a potential standpoint. I'm sure people are going to buy it, they're going to love it, they're going to defend it, and and more power to them. Uh, and I, I've heard heard and read uh, at this point that uh, you know early reports on the game is that's that's pretty good you know from from the game from a game perspective it's pretty good but so I, I assume there's an edition below limited that's more like a it's no just there's it. not okay no, no there's so then not. I, I haven't seen which one whether it's a collector's or limited but if you're in the area if you're here in Louisville 
or in one of the surrounding cities, uh, Rec Bar in J-Town has one. Oh, they've already got one? Yeah, they've got one. They've oh. had it for about a week or so. Oh, wow. Which one did they have? I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the pictures. Okay, got it. see which it. one they've got. But yeah. yeah, they've got one. Okay, interesting. I, well, it's either the red or the blue one. That, that's, that's how it'll go. But interesting the thing about it is is i don't even know that that would force it force me to go to rec bar to try and play it it's it's like i don't really even <laughs> i hate to say it, i don't even really care <laughs> care that much to go seek it out at this point and i'm sorry for that because i, I just I, yeah I, i'm with you i'm so torn while i while i am like good we can especially especially like to not to bring the show down but to, no no to, no to harken back to the conversation about the scope. Yeah. I know I don't have the bandwidth, but I'm I just the seeing the, the, the writing on the wall. Uh-huh. I don't want to not be able to get it. Yeah. And some other tools when I have more time to actually focus on being able to use them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm taking the opportunity now to do it. Extend that. I, I know it's not easy for them to produce any game right now any i mean like i said yeah I've, there's a, a huge parking lot full of fords yeah minutes from my house yep because they they're missing something obviously so more power to them i'm just the theme doesn't speak to me and i i'm just i don't know i mean i this is going to sound terrible whitney but it sounds like they settled Okay, we'll, that's we'll do, exa- that's we'll exactly that's exactly how I see it. it it's it's like th- this is a machine of compromise. Is is what I mean, this one is one of the pivotal characters? How I see it. I'm sorry. One of the pivotal characters in I Toy Story four, four was a spoon, uh-huh. and it was a the the little girl who was the now the owner of the toys. I can't even remember her name. She didn't have staying power in my mind like Andy did. Yeah, yeah. She she and school or wherever she took a pipe cleaner and wrapped around a spoon made little hands and stuck it in a piece of clay and made feet and put googly eyes on it and it came to life and it was a toy yeah and then part of the the plot was to do everything the toys could do to keep that toys said i'm trash i'm a spoon uh-huh. and it kept trying to run off and throw itself away it did it several times yeah and and woody's mission part of one of his missions was to keep that toy air quotes out of the trash and available because it made the girl happy yeah that was his job yeah which i which i get yeah but that was a pivotal character was a spoon with a pipe cleaner and that's it why four yeah yeah why four <laughs> you know i i don't know i mean it, it's so far it's so far out of i i guess like the, the cultural um, focal point from from a movie release perspective, I would almost feel like the public would remember Toy Story as a franchise way more than they would remember Toy Story Four as a movie. Yep. Yes. Uh, there. That's a that's a much more eloquent way of stating my my restating my ramblings. Yeah, yes. It's all, yeah. 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 Yep, yep, t- yep. Totally know where you're going. So, anywho, th- that's it. Uh, not 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 going to be a buy motion for me. Um, I mean, I'm I'm Team Godzilla all day long. So I'm, you know, I like that game. Oh yes, you and me both, man. Lo- really, really like. No that Weird game. Al Yankovic, but <laughs> the reason I put that in the show notes yeah. was I I now I can't find it. I oh, sorry, hit the mic. I meant to I, I saved it, but now I can't find it, and I'd forgotten about it till just now. Uh, Project Pinball actually raffled. T- 
two of those and they they sold the tickets like gangbusters. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah, I bet, I bet they did. Now, yep. do, is Rec Bar going to get a Weird Al? Do you know? I don't. Or? I don't know. I haven't talked to him uh, about any of the the uh, P3 platform stuff. Okay, I was just curious. Now, if they were to get one, I would travel in to play that. Oh yeah, I'd, yeah. there's there's no doubt. When I make a visit, even though uh, the Louisville or the 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 J Town Jefferson Town locations a little closer i usually run across the bridge to the new albany one uh-huh. but um i if it ended up in j-town if they got it i definitely make a stop by and want to play it. oh yeah yeah I, I would i would definitely want to play it so just to i may i don't know I, the I, time I, may, I may have to start sending somebody i may have to send some texts go ahead go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good so the the only other item i wanted to mention here before before we close and, and we would be totally remiss if we didn't mention this but uh just a couple of days ago as as of our recording right now was atari's 50th birthday and so just wanted to congratulate uh nolan bushnell and and uh, Ted Dabney and and all of the folks at, at the early uh, uh, at, at the early days of Atari for uh, you know, for for creating essentially what what is the one of the largest parts of of this industry that we also uh, so, you know love so dearly. So fiftieth birthday, it's hard to believe that. Uh, Christmas of 1977, <laughs> uh, unwrap a 2600, and here we are, fast forward, and, uh, and Brent, uh, hey man, no bones about it, I still love playing my 2600 to this day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, I love playing that, and so you want to talk about staying power, That that's that's some serious staying power right there, so uh 50th birthday man hard to believe um okay so brent that's uh just looking at the show notes man we've uh dude i think we i think we we hit a wall <laughs> we're done <laughs> Any, anything you want to uh anything you want to talk about on the way out uh music city multicon i know uh, yes you have got- we had all the van talk up front yep we've got we've got to finish it off here at the end so you definitely need to keep up with musiccitymulticon.com where guests are just being added like crazy. Oh yeah. David's he's piling them in. So it's going to be at the same venue. It was last year. So it's like 79,000 square foot farm bureau expo center there in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is basically Nashville. So just call that Nashville, yeah, Tennessee, yeah, suburbs. Uh, October 28th through the 30th of uh, this year, 2022, Whitney hit, hit the guest list because oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, now I, I just happened to notice John Yousey, yeah, the famed pinball artist was on the list. Oh yeah, somehow that got under my radar, and I, I saw it. And I was like, "Oh, John, John Yassi's all oh, right." Oh yeah, now we're talking. But yeah, go, I, the 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 top few are all right in your wheelhouse. Oh, they are. Yeah, and and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to talking with these gentlemen, uh, David Crane, Gary Kitchen, and Dan Kitchen of uh, Activision fame. We've got John Riggs. Uh, and Metal Jesus from uh, of you know console console gaming YouTube fame. Uh, you mentioned John Yassi. he's he's up on the list. Steve Nutter, uh, Billy Martinez, Tyler Kirkham, and uh, the, the, both both Billy and Tyler are comic book artists. And I know, and there are more. I, I'd have to go check the website because this list is honestly this list is a little dated. It, uh, it, it changes it, like it, almost it, daily. Yeah, he he's been adding a lot more people to the to the guest roster. So again, just uh, it, Brent noted it. You know, MusicCityMulticon.com. Just go check there, and then uh, right across the top menu is is the guest. And I mean, I'm looking at it now, and I mean, David Finch, uh, comic book artist, Meredith Finch, 
uh, Ryder, there's Tyler, Matt Banning, uh, EM Gist, you know, Dan Fraga, you know, Larry Stucker. I mean, it, it just, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on as to people that, that he has, uh, that, that, that he's, that he's been able to pull in. So it, it's, it's nuts. They even list us. I, I don't know why they do that, uh, but, yeah. but they even list us. Well, yeah. there's got, there's, there's going to be a limit every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm I mean, going, even Ferrari builds a limit every they, once in yeah, a while. Yeah, that's true. They do. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm going down here through the list. I mean, there's some cosplay, there's some cosplay artists, uh, Sam Payne, Ginger O'Snap, Mutant Glue. I don't know who Mutant Glue is, but, but apparently Mutant Glue is a cosplayer. Um, yeah. Ginger O'Snap cosplayer. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's such a, a an eclectic, group of guests but but they're but it's all connected from pop culture and in our in our hobby uh whether it's content creation whether it's game designers game developers you know whether it's it's comic book writers comic book artists i mean they're i mean it's 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 all covered it's going to be awesome i'm actually i'm i'm very much looking forward to it the vendor section uh, promises also. I know David doesn't have anything, at least not that I've seen. I'm looking through the the, the guest list too here. Um, it, it is something to behold as well, and it's positioning itself not just to be like arcade pinball related, but it's going to be artists. It's going to be uh, pop culture type stuff. It's it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, so yeah, it really is. It's, um, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to going back. It, come, it's it's a good three days. Come for our witty commentary. <laughs> Stay for the games and the vendor area. Yes, yes, please, please. <laughs> All right, Brent. That's I think we can call that a wrap. Uh, this is this will be episode uh, 107 by the number. Uh, so thank you everybody for spending some time with us. Uh, Brent, where can they find us at? We can be found at iTunes. Is it still called iTunes? Uh, it's Apple Podcasts. Podcast yeah, I, I need to update the show notes. Why don't I go ahead and do that? Uh, please leave a review on the podcast. So, you know, Whitney and I do this for the love. Uh, it's not a monetary thing. If anything, it costs us a lot of money. <laughs> so, but uh, point being, and, and to play into, and I'm going to scroll back up for the name here, Whitney. I think it was Jeremy's letter uh, about, um, or was it um, Anthony's? He was talking about listening to the show and actually being able to act upon a lot of the things that we bring to yeah, him. Yeah, that was Anthony. Okay, yep. Yep. To, to play upon Anthony's letter. Uh, the the reviews actually help get us out there and noticed. It helps us bubble up in the podcast results and suggestions. So yeah, please leave a review. Uh, the the appropriate number of stars is five. Um, <laughs> yes. it, even if you don't like the show, it's a five. Okay. Y- yes. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Podcast, Google Play Store. If you you know if you've base if you're listening to us now, you found us. We're on a host of of podcast apps. If you've downloaded us directly from the site, there's a list of all the uh, podcast aggregators that carry us there. Yeah. And pretty much, you know, I can't imagine that your third party podcast app is not going to be able to find us because we're on all the, the, the I mean, primary aggregators. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're everywhere. And, uh, and you know, it, it's interesting because, uh, when, when we revamped the site and then submitted to so many more aggregators, I mean, the, the download numbers just crept up and up and up because it, it it's, it's hitting an audience that we just hadn't, we, we just weren't serving, you know, at that point in time. So you make a good point, Whitney, if you have the ability in your app to 
rate us. The oh, same yeah, applies do. across yeah. the board. It, does. it seems like the Apple solution is the gold standard. It, it really is because it's it serves the largest audience, right. it seems like. But any little bit helps. You yes. know, and basically like I said, you're getting you're getting the show out. You're helping to get the show out and re- and recognized and noticed by more people, which honestly it, it it's not for us. It helps the people that we discuss, we talk about yeah. the 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 shows that that we're able to uh you know mention and bring to to our listeners and the products that people in the hobby uh, uh put out we're helping support that by getting that news out to more people yeah exactly we're helping the ebay sellers looking to sell b and k equipment from, from the 90s yeah true i mean oddly enough i'm sure that uh, i'm sure that there is a residual effect there uh social media you can find us at facebook.com uh, slash broken token on twitter uh we're at broken token and our website just broken token.com and with that we thank everybody for listening uh we'll see you again for episode number 108 until then uh keep your quarters clean and game on Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. Since Whitney is my dad, I'll be nice and get on to the closing business. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast.brokentoken.com or use the contact page on the podcast website. You can call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528 and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash brokentoken. Brett and Whitney are always posting up new content between the official episodes and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and just about any other podcast directory you can think of. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review wherever you found the show as the reviews help us in search rankings and visibility. Once again, thanks for listening, and as my dad always says, keep your quarters clean and game on. Say something other than yeah, I don't know, sing a song. Ah, man, you don't want me to sing a song. (laughs) There's going to be no singing on this podcast by me guaranteed so yeah i may have a dog we'll we'll find out here that's awesome